You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with the Hello Sport Podcast. Joining us this week is a sensation of the rugby league social media game. Uh, he's also got some of the best rugby league podcasts you're ever going to listen to. His name is the Rugby League Guru. Now, his story starts uh, from humble beginnings like they all do, Edward. He's a humble man who has a great passion for the greatest game of all, rugby league football. Yeah. And one of the great stories as yep. well, Tom, I've got to well, say. Well, you can just – his success uh, is down to many things. Hard work being one of them. Obviously a great mind for rugby league, but hard work and he grinds. Guru is a grinder of note, as you will hear. He's but a nut trucker, Tom. He's a nut trucker of some note. You can listen to him every week on his Rugby League Guru podcast. He does a Supercoach podcast with Timmy Williams of SC Playbook fame called Beers and Breakevens. He's also on the Bloke in a Bar Monday podcast where they review the round that was of Rugby League. You can see him everywhere. He's on Instagram as Rugby League Guru. And now you can listen to him on All Talk, the Hello Sport podcast. Here he is. First off, obviously this is recorded. Well, this will be dropping next week, so Origin teams will be named for Game 2. But I found your review of Game 1 to be the most succinct comprehensive measured honest honest yeah. response from from anyone across the board like if you've got um, after me and eddie obviously obviously ours was obviously, the most yeah. measured and you know that was not not emotional or anything but, but, if, you were, but if you were to use us or like if you were to use the the everyday punter and the dribbler who's like fuck tedesco fuck cleary fuck new south wales <laughs> fuck freddie a lot of beeps there sorry sian uh and then you would go the the former player route where it's like, no, you know, he's a good player and always back a champion, da, 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 all that sort of like never criticise players sort of stuff. You sat like in the exact sweet spot where I was listening to it and being like, yes, this is exactly the right take. Did you – I just basically wanted to tell you that. I don't even have a question off the back. I just thought it was fantastic. That's just you're opening with a statement. Yeah. How do you – and do you want to respond to this? Do you statement? want to respond to that statement? <laughs> <laughs> Rattle me early, got me on the ropes. Um, no, I think that sweet spot is where I like to sit. I like to sit in that sweet spot. And for the whole NRL season, as you both know, I don't have a team, so mm. I can sort of – Origin, it's equally my favourite and the worst part of the year for me <laughs> because we suck, obviously. It yeah. kills me. Mm. It's the one time where I get genuinely emotional, like about footy. Like, yeah. It breaks me. My missus said to me last week, she's like, thank God you don't go for a team. You couldn't handle it. <laughs> you yeah. could not handle it. Yeah, like it. if you were a, a, a Dragons fan, yeah. life would be so fun. It would ruin me. It would ruin me without a doubt. Yeah. And that, that, like that, that game won. That was heartbreaking. It was so frustrating. It was you could have so written a Queensland script for it. Yeah. That's the it problem. Was just, that, that's what killed me. And, like, and I don't remember if you had said this as well in the, your sort of post-origin, but like, it's very hard to hate Queensland when I'm like super jealous of their players. Like I love Cameron Munster. How can you not respect what they do? Like it's very difficult when you're like, fuck Queensland, but you're also like, Jesus Christ, Cameron Munster is so cool and so good. And like Reese Walsh just rolls into town, kills it. Lippy is all hell. And I found myself not even being that offended when he was being lippy to everyone because I'm like, he's so good. Yeah. And he yeah. fully backs himself and that's always been... Reese Walsh. And like when he was at the Warriors and he stepped in and Roger was gone and he had to be the guy. Mm. 
He was 19 years old. Yeah. How can you not respect that? Yeah. Like, you might not like him, but how can you not respect it? I think Jerome Luai is exactly the same. Like, I saw the reviews from people. He got four and a half out of ten for that game last week. Yeah. Just sat there and went, did you watch the game? Mm. Like, how did you you possibly come to that conclusion? He was clearly our best half. Without a doubt, he was our best half. No doubt about that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. He gave Um, a nice ball to Liam Martin as well. mm. And... I think with those staff writing reviews, they're always a little bit like, what are you talking about? Sometimes you read them, you go, this is absolutely ridiculous. But, but that was the one that broke me, the drum of the light. They had, a, they had a staff ranking and they had a um, listener's ranking. ranking or read. Yeah. And it was the staff one was 7.5. Okay. The listener or reader was 4.5, which I just thought. That, that, that was. Like you a, made that 4.5 before the game started. Yeah, exactly. That's There's the nothing he could have done if we Luai lost. Bias. Yes. And I, Luai. I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with him mm. where it's like he can be this really like he can sort of come across as a bit sort of arrogant. But then I'm also I – f- I really respect the way he will just come out and talk. Like with the Reese Walsh thing, he comes out and he talks shit. Or even when he was on Fletch and Hindy and they asked him about the best man speech and you saw the way he like cringed to himself and he's laughing about it. And you're like, that's a guy who's self-aware enough as well, even though he presents like a bit of a – he presents a certain way, yeah. but he is also, he's still clearly... He's polarizing. Yeah, yeah, but he is still clearly like a, there's that genuine person in there as well. You just don't necessarily see it as much. 100%. And I'm in a very unique position where, for example, when Jerome Lai plays the Panthers, I'm sure, plays Manly. I'm sure that week you hate him. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I never have that week. No. He plays New South Wales. I never have that. Even when he's playing for Samara against Australia, I'm going, this is an unreal story. Yeah. Mm. Like, I just never have that spot where I hate Jerome Lai. But I think when you look at players, you need to think if they're on your team... Like, if Jerome Lawyer repped the Manly area like he reps Western Sydney, mm. you'd love it. Yeah, you'd absolutely yeah, look, love I mean, it. Yeah, I'd certainly. I think, I think the last couple of years when no one said anyone, anything and everyone was so polite to each other and they didn't want to, you know, ruffle feathers or give the other opposition ammo, I like that he comes out and ruffles feathers. My favourite rugby league saying, we want characters until we get them. Yeah. yeah, then we don't want them. That's a great. Then point. it's too much. But do we, is that the media though, overreacting to someone that says something? Do the people actually want characters? Mate, the you, people nah, do. the people talk a lot of shit about Jerome. Like think about even in the P's and D's and There's stuff. A dip, like, you're allowed to talk shit about someone, but isn't that still part of it? Yeah, that's also what you want with your. Like if you are, if yeah. you if you ask the audience, would you rather him not talk shit? You can talk shit off the back of him talking shit. talking shit. But would you prefer that not be there at all? I think they'd say we'd want it. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. if he's a politician, how's DCE been treated the last ten years? It's a great point. Exactly right. Who couldn't be further from how he is where he comes across in the media? Well, the way he's perceived, and like then he's actually like a very nice dude, and also a bit of a scallywag. We've got a bit of rip and tear in yeah. him, Tom. Yeah, bit of rip and tear in him, yeah. and that it 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 makes sense though because they're not going to pick a skipper of the state that doesn't have a bit of scallywag in him you well know? listen that's the queensland way it would seem now you uh and well us as well right we're sort of we've all benefited from this new wave of i guess social media youtube content just like the new i guess the new content wave um how did it start for the roo for the rugby league guru i sort of think it's interesting i think us three give each other a little nod that we're not the former rugby league players. Yes. But somehow just held on and white-knuckled our way yeah, through it. Snuck in. Snuck in. Yeah. Uh, which has been unreal. But I was a, I was a teacher for five or six years. I was a primary school teacher. Um, and then what, what did you teach? Do you just have to, cr- across the board, cover everything as a primary school teacher? Yeah, you had to be, yeah. 
great at nothing, just half decent at everything, yeah. which was pretty easy to do. Um, yeah, being a primary school teacher, like every school you go into, there's 30 females, two blokes. Mm. So you are sort of a special thing to have. Like it's, it's a very safe job to have. You're never going to be without work or anything like that. And I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed teaching. Always had this mad passion for footy, as you can imagine, since mm. I was four or whatever. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, I, I had one year I had a really bad principal who I just couldn't stand. And I just thought, I'm so done with this dribble. And I'd sort of, I would already started the Supercoach Guru page. Yes. And that had been going for a couple of years. And I actually started that. I joined, uh, my mates went into a NFL fantasy comp. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But outside of that, I know nothing. I knew the Steelers and Tom Brady. That was it. Mm. And because I'm so competitive, I wanted to win that. Yeah. So I went on to Twitter. I found a guy called the Fantasy Guru. And I followed his instructions. I did not make a single choice for myself that entire season. I came like second or something. And I thought, I could do this for Supercoach. Mm. It could be something I could do here. So I started Supercoach Guru. Literally just took Guru, the exact same name. Started that. And it's my whole plan. It yeah, is a good It's name. worked out. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that soon because yeah. it's had its ups and downs. But um, <laughs> good God, it's had its downs. Um, <laughs> but the Supercoach Guru, I started it. And as I spoke to you guys in the live stream, we've got our draft weekend. My favourite weekend yeah. of the year by far and away. It's the best. My 12 <laughs> mates go down the coast, computers out, pistols apart, just getting stuck in, draft your team. It's unreal. Um, and my whole thing with this Supercoach Guru thing was I want to convince some of the guys in my comp to ask me questions yeah. in the lead up to it, not knowing it's me. So I kept it a secret. Oh. Right? So I'm slowly luring these guys in. Like I'm sharing something to the group chat. Every six weeks, I go, oh, geez, what, 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 what do you think about this take? And blah, blah. <laughs> Slowly, I'm reeling in four or five of them, right? <laughs> That's great. And what I'm trying to do is get them to ask me questions, especially the guys that haven't won a comp, and really get them to ask me questions and form a bit of a relationship with them, which I did with one of them. And I sort of said to him, oh, how have you gone in your draft comp? And I was hoping and praying he'd go, yeah, you know, I'd won a few. I've been really successful, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then on draft day, I could expose that. <laughs> oh, that's that's so the whole plan. It's like a three-month plan, right? <laughs> and that's I remember, dastardly, man. Yeah, oh, mate, it was the best. And I remember I was driving down to draft weekend. There was three of us in the car. I was in the back seat. The bloke that was in the passenger was the bloke I was trying to reel in for the last six weeks. I felt like, like an undercover cop trying to catch like a... A killer. Predator or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting in the backseat and I'm messaging him and I can see him replying to these oh text messages. God, and, and he's talking about this guru guy. Oh. <laughs> he's going, yeah, I know. He just, he just, I don't know how he has this much time. He just seems overly interested in my team and <laughs> what I do. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the back and he's probably in his mum's basement, the loser. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm just really, anyway. To his credit, he didn't lie. He was like, oh, I've actually gone pretty bang average in my comp and yeah. everything, blah, 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 which sucked. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I let them all know about it that weekend. We all had a laugh and that was all good. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I had a mate. His office is just around the corner, actually. I won't say his company or whatever. He's a very humble dude and kill me if I said anything. But I went to school with him and he started like an interior design sort of business. And like he's over in America now expanding his business. Over there. Yeah. He's done incredibly well through social media and YouTube and everything. Um, and yeah, he pulled me aside and just sort of said, you'll be doing this full time in three years if you want. And I just sort of went, how? Mm. How could that Hectic. possibly occur though? Like, how Did could it plant that a seed happen? though? Like, would you have thought about doing it? No, no way. No, he planted a seed, uh, and because I know what he's done and the sort of bloke he is and how much confidence he had in it, yeah, um, it sort of planted a seed. And then 
I, don't know, I probably got to about 20,000 followers or something. I moved to NRL Guru or Rugby League Guru because he convinced me to do that. He was like, you got to open up your audience a little yeah. bit more. And it was also like I was in, you know, I was giving my opinion on stuff about Rugby League and yeah. people were just like, stick to Supercoach, stay in your lane. I'm like, that, that, it's fesh out. I'm Supercoach. I mean, what am I? Supercoach is not far away from Rugby League, one would argue. Well, they're one in the same. Yeah. But if you're a Rugby League fan and yes. you're not into Supercoach, yeah. No, Hearing no. a super coach person tell you about NRL, yeah, yeah. no point. Particularly with happen. the sort of opinion that, that a lot of rugby league fans have that if you didn't play the game, you can't talk about it. Exactly. It's like the number one thing they'll say, you don't know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about, which is basically why we open up every episode with we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, like, leave it. But also, is it's a thing that I think you have managed to do so well is to, like, you played the game, but you, like, we growing up, Not you well, played, but, right? Yeah. But, like, you didn't play first grade, which no. is usually what people want you to fucking do. If you well, they, no, they want you to have won Origins yeah, and yeah, Coles. Yeah, but what you do actually so well and what you've been able to do is... You're, you've been able to build enough like respect within your audience through like consistency of good opinions like mm. Ruben Cotter and all that sort of shit, which we can get to. But like weight of where, runs, Tom. Weight of runs, exactly. Weight of runs, where people, I would imagine, you're getting far less now. People going, "What the fuck would you know?" Than you would have maybe early on. Oh, 100 percent. It was relentless early on, and I'm also like, I'm self aware enough to understand that I didn't play first grade. And I call myself the guru. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I get people messaging me, go, you're a dickhead, you think you know it all? And I'm like, I don't. But I get why you think that. Yeah. I get 100% why you think that. I think over time, you know, even like, like you, you know, we've had a few nights out now. You know mm. that I'm the complete opposite to telling people how everything is. And then yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. Like it's, and I think, people, you're right, it's just been reps over time that people have eventually realised that, like, He's not full. Like I, I'm the king dribbler. Mm. Yeah, I am the absolute king dribbler. Yeah, you're a massive. I started a business dribbler. out of trying yeah. to trick my mates into super coach teams yeah. mm. and embarrass them, and that's my career now. You just love the game. I just love it. So I how, genuinely just love it. How long after your mate sort of put that in your mind did you then start to like think about genuinely having a crack at it, or what was the result of that conversation? Uh, so I he he sort of planted the seed, and I it was weird. I sort of. I left teaching. I left full-time teaching. And when I did you leave teaching? How long ago? I uh, left teaching at the end of 2019. Okay. So I remember, I remember I left teaching and I was just going to do like casual teaching, which pays reasonably well. I could work two or three days and as a male, I was going to get work. I'd be turning jobs away every yeah. day. So I went to casual teaching and the end of 2019, we went away on like a family cruise. It was so funny. I remember getting on the cruise and as we were seeing the line to get on the boat, I remember someone mentioned this COVID thing. <laughs> It's getting pretty big over in China. We're like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. And then by the time we got back from the cruise, it was helter skelter. It was on, and not on the cruise. Cruises was where it was kicking. Well, off I remember in. on the cruise there was panic stations because there was like diarrhea or something going around. You know, mm. as per cruises. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and it was so wild that like that was a little insight to us into what the world was about, about to, to happen. Yeah. Like you couldn't yeah. walk five steps without getting the hand lotion, and or, like it was just it was it was a good little insight into what we we're about to walk into. But then of course COVID happens. I've left, you know, a stable job. And hmm. because it's casual teaching, yeah, I've heard your story a number of times. <laughs> this is so relatable for me. And then I'm like, so is casual teaching going to exist? Are people going to be able to walk in off the streets to random schools yeah. and cover, which it didn't for ages. So 
really fisted me. I was just like, <laughs> you're joking. Yeah. What are the chances of this? And it's funny, like, um, Timmy Williams, obviously, you guys know, like, yeah, he did the same Timmy. thing. We both quit our full-time job at around the same time. Mm. And then I think his favourite line is, the game stopped for the first time since World War Two. Yeah. 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 He said that a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cracker. I it's wish a great I line. Up. It's yeah. a powerful it's line. It's a powerful it line. It hits. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it really is. But, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go full-time into the rugby league. Oh, shit. Shit. Yeah. Chaos. So... Yeah, and you know what, that, that 12 months, I think because I got put in that position, it sort of put me in a, I didn't have a, a safety blanket. Yeah. I didn't have anything to fall back on, so I just had to go all in on it. Um, and I went pretty hard at it that year. By the end of the year, I was starting to get casual days again. And the next year, same thing happened with COVID and everything. I'm still sort of trucking along. And then they sort of said, oh, the school I was at most days, they said, oh, do you want to come back and work four days, like permanent sort of thing? And I mm. sort of went, oh... Yeah, maybe it might just be the safe thing to do. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, oh, I'll go back to these four days. But I was doing sports teaching, so it was, I arrive at nine, I leave at three. So I don't do anything after that. Living. I said to her, for a year, I'm going to do that. But then the three till 9 p.m., just going to be guru after that. I'm just going to have a real crack at it for a year. And it was, it was nine insane. till three. So, so, so from yeah, nine, nine till three, three teaching, and then three, three till, till nine, yeah. I just did guru. From three till nine, hard guru. At it. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was relentless. It was it was ridiculous. Um, and that's obviously during the week. And then, you know, you get to the weekends and like, I haven't missed a game in four years. Dude, there was... We, us, we were talking about that. a podcast the other day, um, Life, Money, Love or something yeah, yeah, a while yeah. back. Yeah. And there was a line you said, and I don't know if it was like, if it was like about a preseason where there's heaps of games on, there was like the toy, like the New South Wales Cup and everything. But you just, you're sitting there, you go, you look like, you almost look shell-shocked. You're like, mate, I've watched 11 games of rugby league in three days. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need to clip that up. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember at the start of this preseason, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, Beck goes, oh, footy starts next week. Can we go out for dinner or something? I went, yeah, the Capras are playing the Dolphins <laughs> and the Kai and Tafara is making his debuts. <laughs> probably not. So no. Probably, yeah. no. Short answer's no. <laughs> Does that frustrate your now wife? That nah, you, she's the best. She's she great about best. it. Yeah, yeah. She understands. I'm very, work. very lucky in that regard. Mm. Very, I couldn't like years ago when I was thinking about going, you know, full on with Guru. I went to her and I literally like pretty much said, "I'm going to quit my heap stable job and we're saving up for wedding, house, family." Yeah, and I'm going to try and be a professional at something I've never done nor could do, even if I wanted to. And she just went, "Yep, yeah, go for it." Love that. Oh, it's great. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's it, empowering having that sort of support. Yeah, and it was funny. Like I, I, I had my wedding a few weeks ago. My best man said, "Oh, he came to me with the idea first, and my mate said, go for it." And in the back of his head, he's like, "Beck will never let this go. <laughs> I can be heaps supportive, and his missus will go, you're an idiot. Go back to work.'" Yeah. And then I, I, I was, it was the same reaction when I went to Beck, and she said, "Yep, go for it." It was almost in my mind. I went. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> now I've got to be wild. Got to do it. Yeah, but it's been unbelievable. And then I was back at yeah, I was back teaching. I was doing those four days of sport, and then there was how a many times you fucking just whip out an old Origin game, just put it on for the kids, you know? And it's like if oh, I could, I would. If I could, we'll out the, the TV on the trolley. Yeah, the TV know. on the trolley now today. Are we watching learning. game two, 2005 again? Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> so that was Saddle a, up. That was yeah. the thing, like with the year five and year six boys, you know, they're starting to get interested in footy and everything. Mm. And they're starting to see me on social media. Oh, and it's right. a big no no. Like, you can't be. Oh, really? Well, because, like, I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on bloke in a bar drinking beer, swearing. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's a bit okay. of a. So, like, the principal sort of said to me at one point, some of the kids asked, it was funny. 
kids that are 11 and 12, they are the most gullible humans on the world. <laughs> this literally happened. We're going to an excursion. I'm sitting on the bus, so they're on their phones. And I, I hear, like, something going on through the bus. And it's, it's always in the back of my mind, this is the moment where they're all going to find out. Yeah. And it's all going to be chaos as yeah. soon as that happens. Anyway, this kid comes up to me and he goes, I think I just saw you on my phone. And there was other teachers around me who, some of them knew about it, some of them, especially the older ones. They, just had, they wouldn't have had a clue. They wouldn't have had a clue. So I, I just always like, I never brought it up, never said a thing. He comes up, he goes, I just saw you on your phone. And, like, when you hear, like, when an older 50-year-old teacher hears, I just saw you on my phone... It's one of the great red flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, Guru's doing sex work. Yeah, this is not. This is not sweet. Um, and I literally, he he showed me the thing, and it was me, obviously, the clip. He goes, "This year," and I said, "Nah, that's my twin brother." And I ran with that for three months until I oh, left that school. Oh shit! It's my twin. It's my twin brother, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and they brought it. Thinking on your feet. Yeah, that's but good. I'd signed a contract to work there the year after. I was like, how the hell am I going to keep this up? How am I going to keep up that I've got a twin brother yeah. who goes on this show who looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Identical, oh, you know identical. what I mean? So I don't know. Anyway, I got to that Christmas break and then the opportunity um, with Kempi came up and I just sort of thought, if I'm a panel member on Bloke in a Bar and I can't do this full time, what's the point? Yeah. So I just, I rang my principal and I just said, who was lovely by the way, I just said, oh, I can't come back. And she, to her credit, she sort of said, oh, I thought this might happen at some point this year. So it's probably best it happens now before it all starts. So, so they had some idea. They, yeah, I think she did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, ever since then, that was 20, that was the start of last year. I've been full-time doing it, so. Hectic. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um Tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof, is what I'm saying, is daddy... They are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father Tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where, the you know, everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still live read. This is a bone of contention. 
I don't think that I'd be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. No, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I did the bets. No, you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't, weren't on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm going to I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do you didn't do two bets and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units. Told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a there. unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Do you get over watching eight games of rugby league every week? Like, or do you just absolutely love it? No, there, there, there's times where it's not as easy as it sounds. Because there's some poo slingers, and yeah. you've got to sit Without there and be yes. like... I've got to tell you which edge back row I've played the most minutes. And yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Like it's, and there are those moments where it's tough, but I just... And I'm, I'm sure you boys do the exact same thing. Like, I just think back to my old job. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Where I would spend Sunday afternoon marking... 200 books <laughs> and I just go give yeah. me more of Jaden Sewer stuff I'll take it in yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when you put it that way yeah definitely I'll watch would you, would you rather would you rather watch rugby league footy it might be a poo singer at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on no, Sunday they always right. are or do you want to go mark books you're absolutely bro? right and I think um, I mean we've said it before I'm fucking eternally grateful to do what we get to yeah. do and you're right if you have to watch a bit of rugby league who gives a shit well it's not the worst thing in the world what's your can you give us an idea about your like your whether your game process? So like we were saying before, and a dribbler alerted us to it on um, after State of Origin. So we watched the game was on. Everyone watched it. If you're from New South Wales, you felt physically ill. You then rewatch it straight away again, and then you release a podcast at like midnight that night. Like there's firstly a very like respectable grind to that, mm. where you know most people. We also tried to grind. We tried to record a podcast at midnight as well. I fell asleep. Well, some um, of us, some of shelf, us, by the way, yeah. yeah, some of us are made of the right stuff. I fell asleep mid podcast. Uh, it was tough. I'd I'd spent so much time supporting my state and so much energy supporting my. State. Maybe you should have spent a little more energy supporting your state. Maybe we'd get over the line. I think that's I fell asleep. That's an impressive level of grind. But like, what's your game process and like your weekend process? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to that night first because that's my perfect storm. That's like. Like, so I, I watched the game. And to give you an example, I, like, we did the live show last year. 
Yeah. Or we're out of the game. Yeah. And like my, my immediate reaction is I need I need to get home to watch this game because mm. I, can't, I can't watch it out there because then it's going to take me two hours to get home, which means then I have to watch the game after that and do all my work. Like Wednesday night after that game, I watched it again, went through my notes, did the podcast, and then I had a, I had um, Jim Beam who was on as a sponsor for that night for me. Jim Beam, mm. the drink of choice for the pregame, of course. Yeah. yeah. Good. So I, enjoyed, to, I enjoyed those. I enjoyed those. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed those. Yeah. So then I had to do all those reels and make all that. So Wednesday night or Thursday morning, I think I went to bed at about 3.30 or so. Yeah. So it was it was a nudge. And then got up and did the, the show with Kempion Door, obviously. Yes. Which was great. Um, but yeah, like that. For, like I take what I do very seriously. Yes. And very seriously. Because as you said before, I'm, we're not. Former players, no. I'm giving a serious opinion on a game that I haven't played. So for me, I can't, I can't lean back and rely on. I played 150 first grade games. Mm. It's just got to be reps on the board and just making sure it all makes sense. And I'm, I'm so glad that that podcast got the response that it did. Did it get a good response? Yeah, really? unreal. Yeah, it's my oh, most good. listened to podcast ever. It's oh, your, we love it? that. Yeah. yeah, so I loved yeah. it. It was unreal. Oh, that's hectic. It yeah. was fantastic. Like it really was good. Yeah. Oh, Matt, that's great it, it was, got that response. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I, the bit I liked about it most was that you didn't sit on the fence. You just, yeah. which I think can be an inclination, particularly if you're in front of the mic every week and obviously the players know about you and the coaches know of you and maybe there's like an apprehension to be 100% honest. Yeah. But I thought you were, I thought you nailed it. Yeah, and I think like... In that respect. Like obviously what you, you guys do is a little bit different because you're in the... Um, in the humour game. Whereas for me, like, it's hard to find that balance of not sitting on the fence, not offending players, yeah. being honest sort of thing. And I think I've sort of found a bit of a sweet spot with yeah. it at the moment, which oh, I'm happy glorious. with. Um, and, you know, like when I first, I'll be the first to admit, when I first started and I had, you know, players messaging me and all that sort of stuff, like, unreal. So, like, so exciting for me as a footy nerd, which yes. is what I am at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. But then, like, as the years go on, like, you, like, I don't, I, not that that means less to you, but it is sort of just starting to be more so that commonplace. It's not as it's my yeah. business now. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like, and I'm starting to find that balance now. And there's cool. almost something as well when it comes to players, like, uh, they're the people that before you did it or when you started doing, it, you look up to them a little bit, or it's like they're fucking famous or I don't know but then like and you know maybe upsetting them feels more like viscerally uh, impactful but then when you're like think about it being like let's say how many players in the NRL let's just say 500 for a number but it's like your audience is actually the people that you they're the real people you don't want to I mean you don't want to upset if you're and that's the key you want to be doing right by the audience so speaking your mind or telling the truth or being honest and sincere when you're like reviewing something is if it's at the detriment of like someone's feeling, like a player's feelings, but like it's way more yeah. valuable. And, and for me, like whenever I am negative or anything, it's it's only about performance. Mm. It's not about that player. Yes. And I think I, I've, I've, I've learned to deliver that better. And look, and I, I also think that these guys, like they're, they're professional athletes. They're all headstrong and tough as nails to get to where they are, mm. which I know is something I'm not headstrong enough to have ever done. Mm. Like, and I, I think that, I think that sometimes we think the players get more upset than what they do. Mm. The vast majority I talk to are like, yeah, no, fair play. There's fair. some that aren't. Mm. And I'm, 
blocked by most of those, which is fine. That's you know, it's you, funny though because like, but the reality is that the only, not the only reason, but a massive part of the uh, the economy of rugby league or sport professionally, anyway, is that you've got dribblers like us or media in general or the fans who like have their opinion. You like, you want that to be thriving. Obviously, the way the opinions delivered matters. Like, if you're sending like abusive DMs to players mm-hmm. and stuff, that's not a way to behave. But, but I also understand that when you're 23 years old and all that's happened to you for the last 10 years, everyone told you how good you are, that can be hard to take in. Yes. Yes, definitely. You're not necessarily taught to receive criticism. Yeah. Which, you know... Like, imagine having the same conversations you're having now with yourself at 23. Mm. Look, I was... I and that's one way that I... at 23. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing absolutely... No, I mean, it would. I'd be like, no, you're probably probably spot on i'm not doing fucking anything <laughs> well we're at uni you know what i mean where we can i don't you, even know can you give us a name of someone who's blocked you a player and we'll beep it out just because i want to know um <laughs> yeah he'll definitely want to bleep it out um block oh. it beep it beep <laughs> it beep it <laughs> and I, I think that would be to do with uh If I had to guess, yeah. Which you know what? That certain player, I get it. Mm. I, I get also it. think we probably need to beep some of this other shit because it's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's very incriminating. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but 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 to me, I, I don't get upset by that. I yeah. get it. He's a professional athlete. He's worked his entire career to get to where he is. He's a champion of the game. And me, who's never played the game, criticizing something he does, I get it. Yeah. Sometimes though, I'm like, why block? If you just can unfollow, like I get blocking someone, like if someone's on your page talking shit and like spamming you, then like you just block them because it's like I don't, you don't need to see yeah. it, but like you don't need to follow. But I, I also think though that you know, and for all you know, that week that player might have just had a shocker. Yeah, family, kids, anything could be happening in that player's life, and maybe my little negative comment has just mm. tipped them over the edge. Yeah, which happens to all of us. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. What what sort of notes are you taking throughout a game? Right, I'd like to look at like is there, a book, is there a book them? we can look at? I used to have a book. I do it most of the time now because I because I then take it to bloke on a Monday. I need right. it sort of on the computer. Yeah, okay. you, I'm not writing them twice. So <laughs> I've sort of transitioned to the computer, but I'm very old school like that. If I had it my way, it'd be all pen and paper. Really? And it'd be a nightmare. You wouldn't be able to read it. No, well that'd be one but of the But so great. is it what like give can you give us some sort well, of I insight? can't reveal too much. Okay, so okay. Okay, no, I like that. So there's some sort of commercial. Because there's part of me that knows that someone eventually down the track is going to take the exact same formula that knows more about. Like I, I'm waiting for the next player to go, oh, I can do this. Oh, so there's a there's, there's a, a there's a method to, to your mad. There's a bit of a method to it, yeah. And is that purely from a super coach perspective? Or is that from a general the way that you are sort of no, no, general that putting I down the data that you're consuming? Yes. I you know what? It's not like a mathematical equation thing. A lot of what I do is eye test. It's not like a DES model. Put in that beautiful mind. Put all the equations over the screen right now, please, Tobler. There you go. A beautiful mind at work. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Do you do it like little diagrams and stuff? Not little diagrams. Little pictures? You're making it out to seem (laughs) so much more high tech than what it is. But you're not telling me what it is, so I need to use my imagination. (laughs) Guru hunting. If you want to take your Ruben Cotter example before. So there's a way you worked out. There's certain things that I could tell you about Ruben Cotter that I've been watching for years that I why I knew he'd be successful. That so, you're not prepared to share. No. no, 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 and that's good. <laughs> like I love that. A bit of mystery. So for those of you that don't know, was it on Bloke where you first made that call? Yeah. Um, bloke in a bar, obviously Den and Kemp. Um, you basically it was at the first start of the season, it was like 
you're predicting origin players for mm. that year. Who's going to debut for Queensland? You called Reuben Cotter out in one of the great. Well, at the time it was like, huh? It was Everyone left field as like, fuck. The Cowboys weren't at the doing time anything. he wasn't in the Cowboys predicted seven though. Yeah, and everyone was like, "What are you talking about?" And yeah. then he debuts. Yeah. So you can't tell us the equation necessarily, but I'd certainly like to hear. Hey, <laughs> you keep using the word equation. No, just it's, I like it's no it's not an equation. But that. Yeah. trust me, we will refer to it as an equation. It's sort of it sort of is an equation in the sense of like a squared plus b squared equals c squared. You know yes. what I mean? Like there's certain things to that some you're extent, looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But to it's also extent. just funnier to talk about it as an equation. Yes. Well, it, well, it, I mean. In a sense, if it I is. was you, I'd call it an equation. It's all math at the well, end. Well, it's rugby league math. It yes. is rugby league yeah. math. Yeah, he's, well, he's like the Stephen Hawking of rugby league math. <laughs> Not in the, the wheelchair. Less the chair. Less the chair. Less the chair. But it's also like the longer it goes, and it's funny when you when I started off, people would never forget the ones I got wrong. Yeah, but now the longer it goes, people remember the ones. The ones you get right. Can I? Can you give us an insight into how you developed? This without going into detail of it, or is it too difficult to sort of? No, to be honest with you, I just I always just think I've had a reasonably good eye for it. Right, where, where's that come from? Is that like if you got is rugby league? Has it been a big thing in your family? Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, old man, yeah, old family. man, or yeah. someone who's like always talking about yeah. it. Or my old man and my uncle were footy nuts. Right, probably not as much as me, but unlike me, they were very good footballers. Is it oh, is yeah. it true you were born on Grand Final Day? Uh, you know what? I, I know you've made that up. I was born September 29. It's a grand final week. <laughs> grand final week. Grand final week. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm changing Actually, that. Actually, can one of, you, can one of you one of you D that? What, yeah, what, what, what day was the 92 grand final? 92. That's so funny, dude. I Imagine reckon I was a day or so off. If you were born on grand final day, that would be so funny. <laughs> oh, September 27. Yeah. Oh. oh. What are you, September? 29. Oh my Two God. days. Nah, we'll do. Call it. No, you definitely say born on grand final day, 1992. Because there would have been grand final activity two days well, Grand final week. Like, yeah, grand, final, grand final week. But we'll put it this way your birthday must. Would you, has your birthday ever been on grand final day? Uh, or not, not since sure they've gone a long weekend? It's landed on my birthday. It's always been around. I'm not sure if it's landed that on. That is so funny. My I did birthday. Make that up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little fun fact my birthday is the 29th of the 9th, 92. It's palindrome. Oh, same nice. Yeah, backwards. same reverse. I'm, I'm on the 29th as well. It's my favourite number. So, oh, I wish it would deliver yeah. at some point. He was on the show yesterday. <sighs> and we were like... I knew not nothing good. about this. I hadn't heard. I got out of the car. Go, How are you? guys? Oh, I fucked up Darren Lockyer's retirement. Yeah, I mate. I go, we go, when did Lockyer retire? Because we were trying to work out the most successful... Again, I heard it somewhere and it may have been on you, but like the most successful Queensland halves pairing. And that was like just saying that Cherry Evans and Munster were approaching that level of sort of success. God, that's painful. And then, I know. And I then, don't uh, think they are. Well, I don't know, Dave. I don't trust anything you say. And then he was like, we were like, oh, what about Lockyer and Thurston? They would have been, they'd be number one, wouldn't they? And then he's like, well, no. They only played three years. Lockyer retired in yeah. 2008. And he retired in 11, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But so yeah. 2008, and we were like, oh, okay, 2008, sweet. And then just got absolutely pounded by fucking dribblers. Being like, what the fuck? It was 2011. Dave's like, I'm like, Dave, did you even Google it? He's like, nah. I just thought it. Um, I thought I remembered it. That's not your fucking job. We're not trying to, we're not asking you to to, to to go into the recesses of your fucking bong riddled mind. (laughs) You're a guru over there, do you? (laughs) We're not asking you to think you remember something. So if we can go back to... Sorry, can I just cut in? The 1996 ARL Grand Final was on your birthday. There you yeah. go. Yeah, Man- well, Manly beating St. Too. George. How are you feeling about that. the highball in a few weeks? Good. You? Nervous. <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> Do we, should we take our boots out there? I assume so. 
It'd be stupid not to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm feeling all right about it. We'll see. I'll tell you what's going to suck. I guarantee it. Like, Tim's still playing footy. He'll catch the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many are we catching? Just one. Mate, if, I, if I catch one, I'll be stoked. If any of us catch Have one, you I'll seen be this torp machine? Yeah, I watched it the other day. It's not as high as I thought it was going to be, but I'll be shocked if they don't jack it up for us. I think we're getting like Burton areas. <sighs> I'd put up Burton areas to us if I had control of said machine. Well, fucking oath, you'd, I'd be, yeah. I'd be matching that thing out. Yes, yeah. I'd so, want steam coming out of it. Especially you guys being manly guys coming in. Yeah, that's right. It'd be, well, they might go easy on you two and then fucking jam I'm going to ask them to very politely, <laughs> yes. I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I reckon I, listen, I don't know. I probably won't catch any, especially if they're Burton areas. It'll be tough. And they're dipping late, no yes. way. They'll, they'll be dipping all over the place. Dude, you got the lights and the crowd. Yeah, that's, I was about, the lights yeah. is going to be rattling too. Because they, they will position us in a spot where the lights. It's a great point. Yeah. I'm nervous about it now. Yeah, I think we should be. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to have many beers before I do it, though. Unless I go out there and fucking <laughs> so, you, so you've got an excuse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play it up for the crowd. It'll be funny. Yeah. Play it up. It'll be, be impressive if I get up for them. <laughs> Try to jump. Like a Billy Did a fillet about me. Yeah, stick the legs out. I think if we get a hand to it, I'll be stoked. <laughs> oh, you reckon that's going to be that hard? How long has it been since you've been under a spiral? Those things move, man. <laughs> they are. They're cruising. Um, You're going to yeah, be in jeans. Probably 15 years. <laughs> Maybe longer. It's going to be tough. Yeah, great. It's going to be great fun, but yeah. it's, it's going to be hilarious. Fucking oath. Um, just talking about the highball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're in some curry. Um, I'm saying to him it sucks because Tim Williams still plays footy. Does he? Yeah, he'll swallow it. Well, I'm confident I will as well. I'm so confident you won't. I'm, 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 so ready, I'm ready to go. Won't. Oh, that's I. He's sort of he's he's basically talked me out of of our confidence. He's like, when was the last time you caught a fucking spiral, big torp? That thing's gonna be moving at a max machine under yeah. lights crowd. Look, I saw a video. It didn't look like it was going that high. Oh, now I he agree. reckons it's got more grunt. They'll in give it. it some juice. Are you yeah. two walking in your manly thirteen plus. <laughs> they'll yeah. be more. They'll put grunt. They're gonna put that thing okay, in the okay. stratosphere for you. Well, two. listen, I still think. I'm going to catch it. I don't have any confidence in Eddie. He's got zero confidence in me. I've got zero confidence in Eddie, but I... And my confidence in me is definitely misplaced. It's yeah. it's like hubris to the <laughs> nth degree, but I still... Like, I hold... I, I think, think I'll I, catch you. I think I played... For, well, there's definitely no chance of I that. think so. Well, you, yeah, don't, you, don't mo- you don't move well. But I can catch better than you can. Like, you can't catch... You know what? what? They're not going to kick it to us. The ultimate... No. With the spiral, yeah. there's... You're going to be moving around. The yeah. ultimate hand-eye coordination is golf and... He has never beat me. He so that's so no, that's fine. No, so that's fine. It, so the no. ultimate, the ultimate game of hand eye. He's never beat me. Anyway, listen, that's okay. Listen, that's listen, fine. Listen, listen. That's Eddie's fine. a fitness guy. <laughs> Eddie's like, I can run. I can pull a rowing machine. You give him like he we play cricket. Club? He got bowled. He got bowled three balls in a row, and we had a cricket day. It was like country boys, city boys, three <laughs> balls in a row, like three balls in a row. And I'm like, this is because you you just lose runs when you get out. It's made for people like Eddie who aren't good mm. at it. So it's like you don't have to go and sit down after your you know your first ball face. Guess how many guess how many Tom got out in a row? Two. Incorrect. <laughs> I kept track of your last I used to play last man stance in the same It's comp. good fun, isn't it? Yeah. I sucked at it. Eddie trying to fucking I'm averaging fifty on last man stance. I don't I'm just saying on that day, you didn't do, you didn't go well. <laughs> my my uh, my batting average was about fourteen or fifteen. I'm I could bowl, but I can't can't bat to save myself. No. I remember we shut up one day and the other team only had five players. So we got to draw out of a hat who got to bat first. Yeah. Did you bowl a few luggies? Offies. 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 Yeah. Great straight breaker. 
Um, yeah. We've never seen them break straighter. No. <laughs> oh, we love that. Just the straight ball. Yeah. The Zampa. If we can go back to your eye for rugby league talent, mm. your methods, your, the method, the madness of the method, methods of methods the madness. Methods of madness. If, if the Manly Seagulls was to approach you, this is hypothetical, mm. and say, we want you to start scouting for us, is that something you'd ever be interested in? Do you have the time? Do you have the energy? Do you Honestly, have the, the inclination. I would never even consider it. Really? Why would I? Because you've got the eye. Yeah, but man, I have so much fun doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I have so much fun doing what I'm doing. It's not like What's the what's the like um what's the thing that you get the most out of in term in in terms of what you do? Like is it the picking a Ruben Cotter sort of a thing like that coming off? Is it that? Is it a podcast like the Origin podcast pumping its dick off? Is there what is it? You reckon? Uh, yeah, I, like obviously when a call comes off, or when, especially when someone comes off that you know, like there's there's been a few like Ruben Cotter, Harry Grant. I was very vocal about. Oh really? Very early, very early. When he was at the Tigers before that? No, when he was playing in Queensland. Okay. Oh okay. Like early. The way he said that was a, there's a lot of rugby league folk. Yeah. Come on, champ. Big dick sort of yeah. stuff there. And I, that that that's the one that I wish it had happened. I wish Harry Grant had come along two years because that that was bigger than the Ruben Cotter one. Oh, you were, so oh, that's a bigger a call than... When he was playing in Queensland, I posted a story saying that um, he's a top 10 hooker in rugby league right now. He didn't play first grade for two more years. I got, I got hammered, and then he played first grade. He played Origin six weeks later. Top 10 rugby league hooker right, right now. now. Yeah, and I stand by it then. And people are sending me all these names, and I'm going, sweet, go watch him. They're not as good as him. He's just, he's just behind Cameron Smith. What? I've said it for ages. Where did you see him play to form this opinion? Oh, like just on, you know, you, you can watch on like Queensland Rugby Queensland, League. Like and, yeah, Queensland yeah, Cup, yeah. 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 So like I'm always keeping an eye on all those sorts of competitions. It's been really good the last two years. The Harold Matts and the all my younger brother's been playing in those comps. So oh, I've been okay. able I think to we met your brother it. once at one of yeah, the... Yeah, I think he comes and finds you. He'll be listening to this intently. So shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. How many games outside the NRL do you watch a week? Um, we've got SG Ball, Harold Matts. I'll, 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 I'll try and always watch my brother. And if there's, you know, someone that I'm keeping an eye on or something, I'll go and have a look at their game or whatever. Have you got a list of, like, kids that could be anything? Yeah. yeah. Black book. Yeah, it's a black book. That's a black book. That's so good, doubt. dude. Yeah. That's so good. Any, you, anyone, you, anyone you want to drop on the podcast now? Yeah, do you want to make it a, a call? kid that could be anything? Um, well, you don't have to, but I'm just, I mean, it would be nice to, you know, look oh, back. I, I love the look of your young 5'8", Fino. I think you could yeah. be a game changer. Yeah. Okay. Latu Fine. Listen, I don't know if that's a huge call or not because I knew of Latu Fine now. Yeah, it's be, but so that's need, how good he is. Oh, really? Yeah, but he, but you and I know of him because because where obviously he 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 plays for Manly. Yeah. But what he's saying is, are you are you making what sort of predictions? Yeah, like what are we saying here? Origin um, prediction. How old is he now? He's nineteen. Latu. So, so he could be playing Origin. He could already be playing fucking. Are we going there? Oh, I think he's got the ability to play Origin. Um, it's just, yeah, he's Whether just got to get the, it all right. Yeah, right. Well, the, f- yeah. 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 That, and that's the, that's the, that's the, my uh, read on it is the only thing that could be standing in Latu's way is Latu. So, okay. obviously, last year you had Ruben Cotter, this year, Jermaine Hopgood's your guy, your man. <laughs> Do you, are you, like, are you going to release a new love every year? Is that sort of the, yeah, I sort of have the one lo- the love guru. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got one that I've got my eye on at the moment at Cronulla. <laughs> Is but he currently playing or no? He's in reserve grade. So I think he's played one game of first grade. But I just because Cronulla is so I'm 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 hesitant to go too heavy. Yeah, right. because Cronulla is so stacked, it's hard to get into that side. Yeah, okay. There's a few floating around. 
<laughs> There's always a few floating. What about Manly? Have, have we got any besides Farnu? Is there anyone coming through? No, nah, he's the main one for yeah. me at the moment. But you got to remember, like you have brought through a lot of young guys over the last, whether it be Schuster, Burbo, like these sort of guys. But Latu is definitely the one. And yeah, when you get a kid like him coming through your juniors, it's actually hard to tell how good the others are because he's, he's dominating. so good. So is he really dominating? Dominating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he's proper. Sometimes you want you worry when they're really dominant, though, don't you? Because yeah. it's like it's that. But he's yeah, and this is what I tell you: it's the equation, blah blah. It's just the eye test. He's just got something about him, Latu. So he, he but he fits, in your, he fits into your... 100% he does, yeah. Ooh, that's good to know. That's great to know. That's great to know. Particularly with... The beautiful mind of Guru. Well, that's right. And, you know, DCE's getting older. So... Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, listen. DCE knows that his days are numbered. That's not disrespectful to say. Well, listen. As it currently stands, we don't have a cure for aging, Tom. No. It's a disease. And until we find that, DC is going to have to make way at some point. If we find it, different story. Different story. Now we can talk about him playing for us forever. But until that point... But that's going to be your interesting balance because I don't think Latu and Schuster are going to work together. Okay, now you're fucking upset. That's my roadblock that I can see up. for you. Guys. Okay, sure. So why, is that because But you're in similar? a good enough position to be able to go to the market and say, who's a halfback that wants to play with Tommy Turbo? Yes. Yes, True. True. So you're in a good spot, I think. Okay. Did you? How do you go about? Because you've now got, uh, like, you hear rugby league whispers now, don't you? You've mm. got a few birdies chirping from trees around the around the the league. How do you get to birdie territory? To catching those birds? Are you caging them? Are they cage birds? Are you clipping their wings? Yeah, Are they allowed to fly free? To be honest, with you, it's it gets hard to find the right birds. <laughs> how did, I've had a few this year that I've been told that I've. Said pretty confidently that have just come to duck eggs. Oh, Absolutely really? Absolutely nothing. Okay. That, that's the, and that's then do the you challenge. go back to your bird and go, Oi! Well, we're, we're, like, I could, but I, I chose to say it. True. Like, it's up to me to filter through the what's good and what's not. Um, sometimes you get them right, sometimes you get them wrong. And when you get them right, people go, okay, thanks. But when you get them wrong, people are like, what are you doing? Yeah. The Nico Hines thing, for example. What was that? You taking the piss or not? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh. I remember it, but can you yeah, the people okay. who don't so, know? So, <coughs> you're taking the piss on. <laughs> I don't I do need this. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said to you, my Supercoach draft day is like the biggest day of the year. Nico yeah. Hines is right up there as a top one or two pick. Anyway, I got a bit of word the morning of my draft that Nico Hines had an injury, right? And it hadn't been anywhere. And I thought, okay. So, I text a few people that I thought might be in the inn. I didn't get yeses, but I certainly didn't get noes. <laughs> That means that there's something there, yeah. right? So I posted it. And I, I said, look, nothing 100% confirmed to you, but I'm hearing Nico Hines has an injury. He might miss the start of the season. If you're drafting today, which it was the Saturday the week before. The yeah. Game, so it's big draft. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say 70% of drafts happening that day, right? So it was hilarious. I posted it and, you know, the Telegraph shared something saying like, news around social media. It never said good or anything. I was like, you... Of course. Dogs. Of yeah. course. Never do Whatever. That. That's they fine. never. No. Can't win them all. Good to win more though. And I posted that and straight away all the boys in my column were like, are you serious? You're going to risk your entire business just to mess with our heads? And I'm like, 
boys, you're not that important to me. Yeah. I'm telling you. Anyway, and, and there were so many people messaging me going, you're literally just trying to throw the boys in your draft call. Where did that's you hear the That's what from. I heard. That's the, that's I heard the counter as well. Like yeah. gurus I was muddy the mate. waters on draft day. Yeah. That's actually what power you <laughs> I had, had guys because he <laughs> he was he was pick number two. He was the obvious pick number two. I had I had equally as many pick number twos going, Are you serious as pick number threes going, Thank you. I might get him now. Yeah. How good's this? This is because the other thing was everyone knew I had pick number one in my comp, so it didn't matter to me. How so, did you get pick one? Uh we have like challenges. This year we just did a Melbourne Cup sweeps. Oh, that's I, nice. They must be like this bastard. Gold brick, gold run, so I can't remember what it was. Gold trip. That was it. It won. Top so which was lovely. It was at twenty to one. I was the only horse I hadn't bet on during the day. And then I found out I had it for the sweep. sweep. So I thought, Matt, I'll get Lovely. on it as well. It was a great day. Um, so I had Nathan Cleary. So it was like, it, once again, it was a perfect storm. Everyone knew I was getting Nathan. Nico was the second option. I break this story that he's going to be injured. He's not going to play. Everyone calls bullshit on it. It was, it was fan. And I was just sitting there going, this is all honest. And yeah. everyone else is tinfoil hatting it, going insane, <laughs> trying to work out who I'm trying to mess with. And the best thing was the guy that had number two in my comp is one of my best mates, one of the kings of head noise. So he was just rattle stations trying to work out what he does. And, and it, which made it even more so look like to my mates that I was just trying to mess with Steve. Yeah, right. It was the best. It would be like like you doing it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not yeah. knowing. It was perfect. Well, dude, anyway. I thought Eddie the other day was when we like go somewhere, like so we went to Adelaide for the origin or when we go to Queensland or like he'll usually book the flights. And I'm like, do you keep like intentionally booking me in middle seats? And, he's, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, do you actually think I'd do that? And I'm like, well, I don't know, dude. I'm in middle seats everywhere at the moment. But he's planted a thought in my head now. <laughs> and I'm like, I can start fucking with this guy big time. Middle seats up the back. Yeah, uh, not even room. next to him. He'll just put me in a middle seat like right down the back of the Middle plane. seats are the worst. <laughs> yeah, no leg room. Well, you know how like the rule is like if you're in the middle seat, you get sort of like at least you get the first choice of armrest. At least that's my understanding, right? The guy was sitting next to you on the way back from Adelaide was jamming me he was like just kept jamming my elbow out and like trying to push him back and I'm like initially I'm like I'm gonna fight for this fucking position and then before the flight took off then he goes he lifts his arm up and then looks at me like this and I'm like what's up bro he's like you're elbowing me into my side and I'm like no I'm not dude what the hell how do you find these situations Listen, He's very confrontational. I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't say know. no I didn't say no in my mind I'm like what the hell I was on the native seed so I was a little bit self introspective so I was like Oh shit! Sorry, dude. Like no, but I was like, no, I fucking wasn't. But he was just so he he would not relent, and I relented. Like I gave up. But I was thinking of it like you know, if credit to that bloke. Yeah, but I'm also like, does it say something about me just being a pussy, just bending over? Because like, if this was in the real, if this was in the wild, and we'll fight. If that if that armrest was like the last scrap of food on the savannah, look who's dead. Well, you'd go <laughs> hungry. I'd yeah. die. I'd have to eat you. You'd have to eat me, mate. Mm. Because I'm just chilling. You're just chilling on with, the, the, on with the, the window. On the window, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at the airport six o'clock this morning, actually. Uh, my wife's cousin, who's like her best friend, she's going to London for two years or whatever. So, you know, had to get up, go to the airport, say goodbye to her and everything. We're running late, as per fucking usual. I get to the airport and my wife actually drove there and she went up the wrong ramp. So we couldn't get a parking spot. Oh, yeah. And she's almost in tears. We're late. She's not going to see her. And I'm like, look, you go inside. I'll get a parking spot. And I wanted to see a go as well. I'm like, I'm, I'm up at the crack of dawn. I want, I want to go in there. So I come back around the ramp and I see like a little turn off and I just see all this vacant space. And I'm like, I'm going to park there. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm going to park there. I'll be 20 minutes. It'll be fine. So I turn in. Once I turn in, I see a sign that's like taxis only. And I'm like, Fuck it. there's no one here. What's the worst they can do? So I just park somewhere random, right? 
get out of my car, there's nothing around me. I'm like, good as gold, how good's this? Run inside, uh, sit down, have breakfast, have, completely forget about it. <laughs> I hear over the speaker. Got the number plate DB, and I'm oh. going, DB. Fuck. <laughs> that's me. Shit. You need to remove your car immediately, or we will. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I walk out, and this big vacant area that had nothing in it. 500 cabs in there now. Oh, wow. And my car's like semi-blocking the entrance. <laughs> and it, you know, this one was pissing rain, so I'm like standing looking over the airport like that seat in The Lion King. I'm looking over everything in my car's in the distance, just cock-blocking everyone. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I walk over there and there's all these all these taxi drivers pointing at my car. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> I get over there and there's a um, fine on the front. And I was like, you know, like... Would they sting you? What do you reckon? Because, like, I, for me, I got to say goodbye to her. I won't see her for two years. It was the morning. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, you always have a number in your head where you're like, I'm okay with that. It's, yes. it's exorbitant, but I'm okay with that. If I have to for this situation. Yeah. I'll what would be it. your number that you'd be like, oh, I'll wear that? I reckon you'd be looking at for, for, for cock blocking, cabbies. Yeah, airport cock block. What, given that parking longer than one hour or two hours is 120 at the moment, I think. I think you're looking at 280. Yeah, the, the 200 mark was the mark where I would have gone, I can wear that. Mm. It was only 126. So, oh, that's, oh, so I, got I got there and went, oh, free. this, yeah, this yeah. is great. That's fine. It's got free. Yeah. It's then, not ideal, but it's then like... Then the parking gonna... assistant comes over to me, yelling and screaming, carrying on. I'm like, oh, I'm in the wrong. Fair play. He's like, why would you do that? And I was like, sorry, mate, it was an emergency. And he's like, <laughs> he just called my bluff. He goes, bullshit was emergency. I've seen guys like you before. And I was like, <laughs> okay, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Sorry. Just give me the fine and move on with your life, please. This can't be this important. Let's not get bogged down here, mate. Yeah. Did you tell him you were the guru? Didn't mention it. Don't no. think you would have known either. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be surprised, mate. I think you'd be very surprised. Little though. moments like that are funny, though. Like One of my, one of my good um, girlfriends, she went on a date the other night and... Um, I said, oh, show me his, like, Tinder profile or whatever. Let me have a look at him. I just looked at him, and he had, like, footy shorts on. I go, oh, he'll, he'll be a bloke or a guru guy. And she goes, no, you're such an idiot, blah, blah, blah. She rings me the morning after. She goes, so I went on the date, and when we were, when we were having dinner, there was a TV in the corner. There was an ad for uh, Matty Johns. Yeah. And uh, and the guy goes, oh, I love the Matty Johns show. And, she go, and my mate goes, yeah, one of my friends actually got on the beers with him. He was, like, teaching them how to play footy. And he goes, do you know the guru? <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, fuck this. Got him. Sack this. Got him. So Hilarious. So back to Nico, right? So you get a whisper that Nico's injured. That's correct? That's how yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go, you know, spreading that word to the world, to the community. Yeah. So I put it out there and everyone just calls. Yeah. Shit on it. No, no one's buying it. I'm By this point, I know it's something. I don't know how bad it is, but I know it's something. And I think my words were up to two months. I think, uh, Dale, can you have a look? I think he missed the first four games, three or four games or something. And then the game he was meant to come back, we had been doing the bloke country tours, which was the best time of my life, by the way. And mm. I was on YouTube, would have loved it. <laughs> um, and I caught up with a bloke in Wagga, I think it was. This is like, this is like early hours, many, many beers deep. And he's like, tell me about how he used to have a connection to Cronulla and how he's out for a couple more weeks. So I sort of... I dug a little bit deeper and once again, didn't get no's. Mm. And the thing was, and like if you understand Supercoach, because he was playing the Sunday night, the last game, if you brought him in for Supercoach and he didn't play, that screws your entire week because mm. you can't then take him out. Right. Right? Yep. So what I, I made a big deal of, of it on Beers and Break Even and said, hey, I'm hearing there's a chance he won't play. 
I wouldn't be trading him in if I was you guys. And so this would be week five. Yeah, or whatever week he was due to come. He came back in round four. Round four, yeah. So this is round four. Anyway, I think it's still the highest super coach score of the season. He comes out and puts on an absolute show. Absolutely kills it. Shows no signs of a quad injury whatsoever. And this is where, and you guys will get this, and this is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach Timmy week by week. He rings me, he goes, oh, my God, we're going to get smashed this week. I went, this is the best thing to ever happen to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This content is going to be all time. Exactly yeah. right. It's like when we lose to Queensland. It's just it's just perfect. When things go content. wrong, it's way better than when things are going. Mate, no that, one wants to – No, no one, one would have listened to my podcast and... the other day if we win. Yeah. If we win because Queensland had a sim in the last 10 minutes. Exactly right. No, no cares. Back we're to, just stoked. Back to birdies. I just – I want to I want to see how much – you prepared to share here? How do how do you develop a birdie? Yeah, like a relationship with a bird. How do you how do you uh, do you uh, need to wind down sixty nine? A birdie? Not quite, not quite. It's what mate. I, I, of the birdies I have, <laughs> I might have met ten percent of them. That's even better. It's like Charlie's mate, Angels. It's unreal. Guru's birdies. Yeah, Guru's birdies. <laughs> but Just it's tweeting. also I might have only met ten percent of them. But like you only really get to know someone when you meet them and whether you trust them or not. Yeah. So that's where it can. But how do you get? How do you like? How do you identify a bird? Well, how do you, but how do you also like? How do you enter into a relationship with a bird? Where you're like, hey, excuse me, birdie, like, what's going on here? Most of the birdies come find me. Oh, really? Well, because they like they they just like to be involved in footy. They like to help out. They okay. like to whatever. And you know, if I've got a birdie that helps me out, I might send them a hat or a t-shirt. Okay, I was going to say, do you? Yeah, yeah, do yeah. you? No, it's it's a give and take. You got to feed the birdies. Yeah, 100%. you got to feed the yeah. birdies. They go hungry. Right. Well, otherwise they'll fly away. Yeah. Can't to someone else. To someone else, yeah. Who you feeds can't them. have that. But there are a couple of hats and T-shirts that I've sent that I regret sending. Yeah, okay. Because of what you got, Barnum. Oh, got yeah. yeah. Well, do you now only send food once, you know, the bird is delivered or is it like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have to prove that you're worth it. Yeah, you yeah. I should yeah. actually have like a birdie's hat. Dude, you should. send to them. Dude, that's actually really funny. Guru's birdie. What's your most high-profile birdie in terms of like, have you got any C-suite birdies? <laughs> 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 oh god <laughs> Oh shit You can wink Yeah There you go Can we beep Can we beep out birdies you've got If you've got a famous birdie uh, No I'd rather not No no okay. that's fair No you actually That's you no, know what no, you, you should never really, reveal no, your you birdies can't. No you can't No that's fair I respect that And he doesn't want to risk Tubble leaving it in Yeah exactly Or D or Dave Fucking <laughs> running his mouth Down at the pub <laughs> Yeah no but the yeah, and it, like there are, you know, like a couple of players that I form good relationships with who will tell me little things. And also, like, that's the other thing. Because because I do, I've formed a relationship with a lot of these, you know, SG Ball and New South Cup guys that are training with all these guys. They'll quite often just tip me off on little things, uh, yeah. which is fantastic. Because they, they know it all. Yeah. They're training opposed to all these Some guys. emerging birdies. Yeah. You like that. Birdies, it could be anything. Birdies, it could be anything. <laughs> and it, they could be anything. <laughs> um, so what was the blowback like when you fucked the Nico Hines call? Oh, yeah, copped it. Just smashed oh, it. Oh, absolutely copped it. But that's – if I'm going to enjoy the Ruben Cotters, i got to wear the Nico Hines. Oh, definitely. Like, but that's, that's your biggest uh, – Yeah, I think that's probably my biggest. So you shit. told everyone on round – the start of round three or the start of round four before round four that he wasn't coming back, he was still injured, don't bring him in. Yeah, well, uh, pretty much what I said was is I would advise you don't do it. I reckon there's every chance he doesn't come back, which, you know, people being people took as – he said he's not going to play. Yes. Which is fine. That's kind of what he I basically said. Yeah. So, so that's fair play. Um, but yeah, that was definitely probably worn at the most for that one. But like, I've had, I've had plenty of shockers. Yeah. Christ, I've had some shockers. <laughs> that World Club Challenge at the start of the year, 
start of the week, it was the yarn was that at Penrith that weekend it was going to be forty degrees. Um, oh yeah, and all that. Like it was, it was, it and was going to be. A didn't you, and what did you say? It was I gave like, him a forty point start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to Saturday. It was a monsoon. Yeah, yeah. I've gone. Oh, mad. Okay, well, yeah, and, and they, they lost. lost. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> they lost. <laughs> lost by one. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, how did you? How did the? How did the great Timmy Williams come to your life? I love Timmy Williams, by the way. He's it's the best, man. SC playbook. Yeah, he is the best. Absolute dribbler as well. Yeah. Uh, people don't realise how much of a dribbler he is. Full-blown dribbler. It was yeah. nice to have you both on the stream and, like, to properly hang out. And, like, that's our perfect. That's the – dude, that was the the, the – the feedback we got back from that stream, yeah. like, the dribblers frothed it, and we would love to do more with both of you. We want to call it the rugby league nerd out. Yeah, 100%. But it's just the four nerds. of us nerding it's out. exactly what we did the Saturday night before at the catch. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But so, Timmy and you, did you start the show last year? Uh, like your yes. beers and break yeah, evens so together? In De- December 2021, I wanted to start – I'd sort of already done a Supercoach show with, with another guy. It didn't, didn't work out, just too many words to go on. So I, ne- I needed to work out what I was going to do. <laughs> so I ring – I get in contact with Tim, who I knew, who had been doing his Supercoach playbook stuff for ages now yes. and had been doing very well with it um, and who I, I just knew from around was – not a dickhead, mm. which is what I was looking for. Yeah. So I rang Tim, and I'd never spoken to him before. Never really had any conversation. <clears throat> and I said, "Oh, got an idea. Can we catch up for a beer?" So we went down to the Clubby Hotel, and um, I just sort of said, "Look, I've got the studio at Bloke. Kempy's happy for us to use it. Um, and I want to do a Supercoach show. I'll do all the content. I'll do all that stuff. I just need you. You're the best. I think you're the best Supercoach mind around. I think we could blow it away." Mm. Uh, and we started off, and it was good. Like it took us a while to get used to each other, as it does. Like, like obviously, you two have been lifelong mates. Mm-hmm. Me and Tim weren't like that. We literally we'd had one beer when we started our show together. Mm. Like our second bloke on camera, our bloke on camera was our second beer we'd ever had together, pretty mm. much. But it's just come together so quickly, yeah, so quickly. So we did the first few weeks of that. I think we got to about week eight of beers and break evens. It was going well, and then Kempi wanted a third person, and we honestly we sat there like you. you you guys would have been there for some of these conversations. We went through like a list of so many guys we could try and get for the show. And then he just sort of said, oh, what about your mate from Supercoach? And I went, oh, mate, he'd be unreal. He's got a great footy mind. Yeah. He also sees it a little bit differently to how I see it as well. He sees it differently to how you see it. Tim's an interesting guy because obviously he grew up, his brother Sam Williams. Yes. And his family lives and breathes footy. Absolutely lives and breathes. And he's seen it from the fan perspective and the player's perspective being Sam's brother. So he's been a... Been a really nice addition mm. to the Monday show and our Supercoach show. He's he's a genius at what he does. Like last year, I beat him. I have no idea how. Mm. No, I'm so shit at it. <laughs> at classic, I'm awful at it. Really, but, but what draft different? Dra- draft, I'm very good at. But classic, uh, oh, like, I'm not awful, but I'm nowhere near on Tim's level, yeah, which is right. like an elite sort of status. And you beat him. Beat him last year. Humble Had a brag. lot of things Slip go my way. There, humble brag. Tim, Tim's a genius. Beat him last year. Uh, but a genius. You take well, he's going to slap come. me this year. Is he? Yeah, I, mate, he's going to slap me. Absolutely. And he captain Cleary the other night when he got injured, and he's still going to slap me. Oh, really? So, like, I'm not going to get near him. So, for me, I already know it's going to be one all after two years. Yeah, right. And I've just got to rally the troops for next year. I've got to pull another miracle out of my ass to keep <laughs> with him. So... Because it's it stung him when I beat him last year. I bet it did. And like people don't talk about it, but it was some of the most unbelievable circumstances. Imagine I'm sitting at the Doncaster Hotel one Saturday, Arvo, off my head and just off a whim go, I'm going to Captain Joey Manu. <laughs> that was the afternoon he put on a show against the Dragons. Right. It was like the highest score of the season. I had him as my captain. Mm-hmm. So that put me X amount of points ahead. And then a few weeks later, I said to Tim, I was in the lift, and he goes, 
I said to him, I've got an idea. And he goes, I've got an idea. I'm going to make a big move this weekend. My big move was to bring Caelan Ponger into my team and captain him. And Tim goes, I'm going to bring in KP and I'm going to captain him. And I went, okay. And I thought, okay, I'll let you do it. KP got knocked out in the first minute. (laughs) (laughs) And it pretty much ended Tim's season. Fuck, so it's like there's this knife-edge, close sort of shit. Do you guys have to be like, are you in, like, are you, do you keep some things close to your chest? Oh, yeah, 100%. So like you can't tell each other what you Oh, we're, we're competitive with each other. Yeah. 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 Like he's anything? heaps better than me, but I want to beat him. Do you have anything riding on it? Glory? Cash? A lot of glory. And, like, you know, like, you, you know, it's like you sit there and do a show every week. Like, like we, we've got a big-ass trophy that we keep there and everything. Oh, nice. So, we just got my name on it at the moment, which irks him. We don't have money riding on or anything, but, like, a lot of pride goes into Trophies are nice. Trophies, Trophies better than yeah. money, really. But it's just the pride of having the one-up. Yes. Which is what means the world to me. And, I mean, I don't know of any other super coach shows. Like, I know there probably are some, but, like, you guys are the shit, right? You guys are... Yeah, I look at... And once again, as per a lot of things I've done with Guru, I've been very lucky that I've had Kempi and that studio. Absolutely. That's we what should shout it. out Kempi because oh, he's, a doubt. he's yeah. been a massive help to all of us. Yeah, without a doubt. So without that studio and that professional side of things, that's what separates beers and break-evens from the rest. Also the content. Yeah, the content. But, but like it's, it's reading stats and making – like there's a lot of really good Supercoach players out there. And there's, there's probably a number of Supercoach players that probably did – better than me and Tim if they had the resources with but how do you can but it's how you convey that info as well right like you can convey something in a you can like tell me super coach information and I'll be like okay cool but you yeah. can also make me want to listen to it and that's where there's a lot of people that tell me every week they don't even play super coach but they listen to beers and break evens yeah right me and Tim just have a good flow yeah and they enjoy that that footy side and how competitive we are and you know the banter throughout and whatnot do you have anyone else working for you um I've obviously got Maddie who does um you know, what, what ones and twos and all that. Yes. But then I've got another guy who's been helping me the last few months, Mitch, who's been really helpful. So, but well. in, in the sort of like production side of things or in the like content side of things? Oh, so he, he just does the production side of things. I do, me and Tim do all the content. Yeah. Um, but for Guru? Just yeah. like rugby league Guru? Like is there any... Oh, no, 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 it's just me. Just you, just yeah. you. And is there any... Do you, do you even need anyone else? Is there like plans to take over the world? Um, I'm very, I, I, I think I do need to expand eventually how I do that. I don't know. I'd love to sort of get my own studio like this. That's my plan over the next year or so Yeah. to make a move. I've actually been ha- having a look at places the last few weeks. Sick. So I need to make that move first. Um, and then I'd love to bring other people on, but I, I know it's weird with Guru. It's like my baby. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I yeah. need to learn how to let go. Yeah. Well, listen, when you do let go and you bring someone in like uh, we did with Dave, yeah. what, what will happen is... Dave will be on a podcast and tell you that Darren Lockyer retired in 2008. Uh, and you, because you're so busy doing a show, you don't even really give any time and thought to it. You just sort of agree with him. And then before you know it, you're getting smashed in the comments from yeah. people. By, and they're going like, yeah. you know, you guys are idiots. So you got to be Lockyer careful. retired in 2011. So you got to be very careful who you bring on and, and announce this full time on your show. And then a week later, they <laughs> yeah. bury you. So. you got to be careful. He also, all- he also broke the SEN sign, which isn't in shot right now. Sorry, SEN, if you're just hearing about that. <laughs> Yeah, but and, it's also like and the cherry on top was that he told us that American Pie came out in two thousand one, came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now that, has might, a commi- that might be small. That might be small to some, but if you're a perfectionist like Tom and I, yeah, you know, who never get anything wrong no. ever, and have basically, you know, that's our brand. Brand yeah. Hello Sport is always right. <laughs> and never apologize. Always right. Exactly right. That's Brand Hello Sport, and that's what's got us 
here today. Yes, got us the frankly. dance. And listen, we've, we also, you know, Dave has a computer for anyone who's wondering, like, you know, he has a computer, he has access to the internet, which the computer holds the answer to every single question that you Well, he uses DuckDuckGo. Which is a problem. <laughs> Or use um, another one where you like plant a tree every time you search something. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Like that's great for the environment. It's not great for us and our and our image. So well, it's not great for brand Hello Sport, which no. is always right, never apologize. Yes. <laughs> I uh, so I know I this is uh, dig shit on Dave Hour, but I'm actually a huge fan of him on the podcast. Whenever no, he chimes in, I yeah. love the reaction he gets out of you. Too. Well, that's what's disappointing. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's is that he, is that it he's wouldn't got be the so same without him. Yeah, he's got so much potential. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for we, we see greatness in him. Well, we'll edit that bit out that Guru just said. <laughs> yeah. It's got greatness in him, but, you know, it's some. the last thing you want is for, uh, you know, who's 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 Latu's biggest f- hurdle? You know, Latu's got to get out of Latu's way for Latu to find out. D or Dave. Right. Well, Latu can be whoever Latu wants to be, yeah. but it's up to Latu to become the, Latu the ultimate Latu. Yeah, you know? exactly. Can Latu be great? The fully actualized Latu. Yeah, great Latu. Yeah. Immortal Latu. Yeah. He could be anything. Well, it's up to Latu yeah. to become a mortal. But no, look, we like Dave as well. That's We do. Uh, we but like I'll listen to your potty. Like, if I hear Dave's about something, I'll take it in my missus and goes, oh, you'll probably want to hear this. Yeah. This will be great. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like, understand half the shit you say. I don't get it at all. No. <laughs> but I'm heaps into it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just communist manifesto stuff. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's no, if you're ever looking great. to hire someone, let me know. It sounds like I'll be treated better there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, we'll lock you up into one of those Scientology billion-year contracts. And then just <laughs> Golden handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, circling back to origin, if you don't mind. Well, I've been peppered with this question all weekend. I was out on the piss on Saturday. People just coming up. What do you reckon about New South Wales, Queensland? What is it that makes Queensland win the tight games, which they always seem to? What is it that allows them to just overcome us time and time and time and time and time again? So there's that. There's also, do you think this whole Queensland gets it, Queensland fucking just, they get rugby league more than New South Wales. Do you reckon that's almost like a myth that they're just feeding and that and sort of almost wigs us out on game time? Or do you reckon they actually do get it? Oh, I think there is something in it. I really do. I hate to say it, but I'll tell you what I've admired. When we went to Magic Crown the other day, mm. that was like nothing. And it was my first ever time at Magic Crown. It's, right? it's awesome. Like, the way that Queensland do things is just unbelievable. Yeah. How could we, like, we, we could not emulate half of that in Sydney. Not even close, dude. The well, it'd be at home, but it shouldn't be a nightmare. be a nightmare. The only way you could get close is if you moved it to uh, the SFS and tried to find some way to block off streets there. But there's no, there's no rugby league culture around paddy. I don't think it's got anything to do... I don't think the venue's got anything to do with why we can't do it in Sydney. No, but what I mean more is that, like, the specific area. So, like, obviously there's the Queensland, like, rugby league spirit generally and, like, their obsession for it. But the Caxton into Suncorp, just two, like, icons of rugby league generally, the way they block that straight off, it's like it is the perfect setting. They need to start taking the buses back down Caxton Street before Origins. (laughs) That would have been... Biblical yeah. being on that bus. Well, I, I look at it and I go, like, realistically, if we wanted to, we've got Homebush, which is where we play games. There's three pubs across the road. We could have a mad night like that yeah. if we want to. I, I personally don't think – obviously, Suncorp special and the Caxon special, no doubt about that. But I think it's got more to do. I just think – I genuinely think we have less passion. And I don't know if that's just because we've been – Grounded into the dirt for eight Passion's years been humped out of us. Oh, mate, it has been. Like, oh, like oh, I, I know in me it hasn't, 
But I think in the general New South Wales person it has. I, I, I had um, Donnie here last night, who's Queenslander. Mate, he just said, like, when you get on a bus the morning after Origin and we've lost, you can feel it. Mm. Mate, win, lose, draw, whatever in New South Wales, the next morning nothing changes. Could that be because in Queensland it's like a bunch of backcountry hicks who got fuck all to do like you know whereas here we've got like heaps more going on put your banjos down for one night exactly you Come know what i mean like they are they're just trying to work out how they're gonna eat this apple with four teeth like we are <laughs> you know we as a state we've got beaches oh they got beaches we've got the harbor you yeah. know we've got lifestyle we've got a shitload more sport to watch and enjoy like they don't have much so like it means a lot more to them but maybe it still means the same amount to us, but we're just sort of like, you know, you guys are fucking weirdos anyway. Maybe, but I'm jealous of it. No, I'm jealous that's of how it. I, no, no, That's no, how so I would want to live. I'm using simply, you know, I don't yeah. know if any of that's true or not. And all of this kills me to say, by the way. I hate saying this, but like... But from a player's perspective, yeah. right, you, can, you could potentially argue that there are pockets of the state that don't care as much as... Uh, the like-for-like pockets of mm. people in Queensland from a passion perspective. Mm. That's fan-based stuff. Yeah. If you've got Freddie Fittler, an absolute great. You've got Joey Johns in there, absolute great. You've got Brandy in there, absolute great. Working with great players who on paper are fucking throbbers who've won comps back-to-back in some instances. It doesn't seem to translate into the origin performances, though. And I don't know what the fuck that is. And that's what I can't explain. And take game one, for example. And I said this on the bloke pod the other day. It's a New South Wales problem. It's not an individual player problem. We put Nico Hines on at centre. He misses a crucial tackle. And everyone goes, why would Freddie put him at centre? That's lost the game for us, blah, blah, blah. Queensland had Reuben Cotter and Ben Hunt in the centres. Did you hear shit about it? They also had 12 players on the field. Mm. Did you hear anything about it? No. No. Like what? I I, I just, I, I I don't understand what it is or how you fix it. And that's what worries me so much. We've got Freddie. We've got Joey. If these guys can't fix it, who's going to? We've already gone through daily. Who else have we got? Well, I think Buzz wants Ricky back. You know what? I, love, I literally I love said to Kim the other day, do we need a lunatic in there? Do we yeah. need a lunatic who's just going to be full of passion? You don't have to coach these guys at the end of the day. No, you don't. You do you, do to, you just need a lunatic? It's almost funny. It's like the life cycle. It's like, I think, we did, who was before daily? Was, was it Bellamy? Craig Bellamy, it, yeah. But like, you know, you get Laurie and then it's like Laurie gets the like sort of the fluke one off and then it's like, let's go this full hippie route with Freddie. <laughs> now it's like that no longer works anymore. Like we've become immune to the hippie barefoot bullshit. Now we need to go back to like psychotic Sticky. Because Sticky was sacked at some point, wasn't he? Because it wasn't working. Like well, that. but that's because it was a, up against the decade of dominance. Don't that's what forget I mean, though. That, but like the life cycle now is like, maybe it's time for a bit more psycho Sticky. Ricky took us to some Game 3 deciders. Rick Noble. Remember when Soud went over Game 2, 2011? Or was it 2012? Did, no, did Soud step off his left into Minicello? Into Minicello, Minicello thank over. you very much. Off the left. You're welcome. Very good. Not bad. We, well, I was we went back. No, no, no. I know my fucking right. We went back and watched that game. That was unbelievable. But Ricky's crying in the box. Yeah. Do we need that again? Do we need genuine origin tears? Genuine origin tears. Passion. Mm. Maybe we do. Because it's getting a little bit frustrating. We should be looking at winning our sixth series in a row. That's just a fact of life. <laughs> yep. The second worst Queensland side of all time beat us. Then Munster beat us in a series. Or were they the same series? I don't fucking know. All I know is we've just lost again. It's very let's look and unlikely that we'll win game two, even though I think we can. No, I think we can. I think we will. The chips are down. And the only thing that gives me hope in game two 
So we've got a Latrell Mitchell. Yes. He's the sort of guy that can just turn the tide. But also, with in ga- again, teams will already be out for game two and we're hearing this. But I hear like some people talk about Tommy Turbo. Tommy didn't have that good of a game. He didn't do much. He's, you know, he didn't, like the ball never went to him ever. I found the I was, I Turbo argument bizarre. It. I thought it was very evident that New South Wales just used him poorly. They fucking never went to him. And they went left 90% of their time, it seemed, with their attack. But, like, Teddy never gave him the ball. He was never, like – and you, you, there was something you were talking about on your show as well about, like, the way they used him. I – when Tommy was killing it, sure, he had that roving role where he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. But he's still the centre, right? Mm. And he, you still can fucking design some plays around getting him early ball and having him flop that big old penis all over the Queensland. And I, I think, like, the argument was that the ball didn't go to the right – the ball went to the right a heap. Just Not Teddy didn't him. let go of the ball. Mm. Mm. It was it was a very and I yeah I, and that's where I think no he, he forgot the ancient rule hands will do it hands will do it <laughs> early ball hands yeah. will do it hands will do it Tom hands will do it and that's why I think it's going to be very interesting I think that people are like Teddy played poorly Teddy didn't play poorly Teddy just didn't in my opinion fit in with the structure of that team and it's a very easy fix yeah so I think a lot of people that are hunting down Teddy. I think he could be quite easily proved wrong. I liked his, um, we spoke about on the potty yesterday, his post-game interview with Fox League. Yeah. Where I found him, after the game, the po- the bits I saw in the post-match press conference were a little bit like, he didn't give enough. And I was a bit like, bro, you just fucked up. and Like, you played poorly and it's no knock on him. This was just my immediate sort of yep. reaction. But it was like, I feel like you need to be coming in and going, that was bad. And I was fucking awful. But then the way he spoke in that post-game interview with Braith and the boys on uh, the Super Saturday, I was like, that's a bit more like, he was just like, I've got a lot, I've had a lot on my shoulders in terms of like trying to be a leader and trying to do this. And like, I've gone away from the things that worked for me and I'm trying to get back to it. And he, he did have a good game against the dogs. You're like, okay. But, but the reality of it is that I think that when he's talking in the post-game press conference, he hasn't had a chance to sit down and watch the tape of the game. And probably think about in it. In his mind, and realistically, done. Teddy did what he does every weekend. He's a run first. He'll get through a heap of volume of work. Mm. Like, if you if you go and have a look at his stats from game one, 200 runs, seven tackle breaks, blah, blah, blah. Remember he got held over the line at one point? Yeah. If he scores that try, he gets a try and a line break. People have a very different opinion on his game yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. It changes. And if we win that game and Teddy has 200 metres, seven tackle breaks, a try and a line break, how good. Teddy, Teddy was great King, again. Origin Same game, yeah. different result. It's a good point. Like I, And I, I, once again, I don't think Teddy fit in with their game plan the other night from what we were watching, but I also think maybe that came down to the game plan. I don't understand how it was so disorganised. Can I ask a question in regards to our halfback, yep. former currently, because Nathan is out. How long and how many chances does a halfback, should a halfback have? Obviously, he's won series, but not off his own bat. And that, and that's the thing that stands out for me, that Nathan, and I, I, I think that once it clicks, I think he'll be one of the best ever. I genuinely do believe that, and but I stand like, by that. And I'm cool with that as well. Everyone's saying that. Yep. And everyone's like, Joey in the lead up, I think to the game one was like, oh, there's something in his eye. There's a fucking glint in his eye. He, it's fucking Nathan. I was shocked to realize he's 26 now. He's not the he's not the pup anymore. He's fucking 26-year-old Nathan Cleary. Like, yeah. But the way that careers are going now, like he could still have nine more years of origin football. Shit, like, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. But what I mean is he's not young. Everyone talks yes, about the yep. halves mature, 26 or 27. Like, does – you don't – Oh, hat he's not off. a pup, but like he's you not don't a pup. Yeah, and no, you don't 100%. have a mortgage on the fucking seven just because you're a great club footballer who's winning yep. back-to-back comps, and like you need to do it right. 
You need to do the damn And that's thing. the – I think that's what makes it so difficult for Nath, that everyone's like, he hasn't done it, blah, 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 but he's 26. So And, like, it's a thing. You see halves get to 27, 28. Like, uh, that's what makes it so hard with Nath, that if you want to move in a di- di- in a different direction, are you doing it right on the cusp of, of all the work you've put in coming mm. through? Well, let me put it this way. Let's say Nico Hines goes into seven, wins game two, wins game three – Kills it again this season. Does he like his? No, no, Nath doesn't come back. You can't, you can't drop the fucking series winning half. Well, back. that's what I'm saying. If but you, now, I, all of a sudden, I reckon if if New South Wales win the next two games with Nicker, I would go for Adam Reynolds personally. But either way, it more it's more interesting if it's Nico. I still think game one next year they would go with Nath. I think they have that much belief in him. If Renault comes out and let's say Renault or Nicker, whoever come out and they on the put the fucking series on their back, perform the way Nate hasn't in Origin. Because Nate's had man-of-the-match games where we beat the shit out of Queensland, where it's like, Queensland bad, everyone in New South Wales good. Nate, you know, sort of front foot footy sort of stuff. It would it would actually frustrate me greatly if they did that. If he, would if it shock great, you if New South Wales did that, though? If we had the good win and, and... No, no, it wouldn't shock me. What would shock me... Is if they then drop the fucking series winning half. Well, it depends who it is. Would that shock you if New South Wales no, did that? that no, that's what I'm no, saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It depends no, who it is. If it's it Nico Hines who goes on to have a great se- season, yeah. that's a completely different story to Adam Reynolds who's on his last legs. And not the, the same start thing. of the next season, how he's going. The, the way that I think it will play out, if that happens, I think that whether you pick Nico or Adam at halfback this year, whichever one doesn't really matter, I think there's a really good chance Cody Walker will be the 5'8". This, this next game? Yeah. Oh, God, I'd love that. He's never, to me, really been given a shot. Like, as in, he's, been, he's played, yeah. but never no, like No, he's that. been given a New South Wales shot. No, he's been given a New South Wales shot. But just two games, if you can't change the world, we're moving on. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless your name's Nate Cleary, Mitchell Cleary. Cleary, these sort of guys. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, I, I think Cleary can come in. And, like, sorry, I think Walk can come in and do a really good job. And I think that – that's why I would go Adam Reynolds. I, I think that going up there – if the game wasn't at Suncor, I'd probably lean towards – Hines, to be honest with you. Mm. Going up there to Suncor, it's a different beast. Yeah. Do you think Freddie's that bold? Oh, fuck. I've, I've got no idea what Freddie is. I'm a the biggest Bradfield fan in the world, and I've defended him for years, but it is, it's getting hard. It is getting hard to defend. Yeah, but once again, if it's not going to be Freddie... We'll put it this way. It's it. now... What is it? Is it nine all in games, I think, in, the, in his tenure? Yeah, I think he's sitting smack on 50%. But yeah. for me, like, it's the games that we lose and the fashion we lose them. Yeah. That, to be honest with you, the percentages, I don't give a fuck. It's the fact that Queensland get a player simbin when we're up a player on the field. Mm. And we manage to consider two tries. Points. Yeah, two You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, two how tries. does that, how does that happen? How does it happen? It's just, but I said it's equally the most unbelievable thing as it is the most believable thing because it's Queensland. Yes. If we did that, that'd be our greatest victory ever. Yes. For well, Queensland, it might be a top five. It's an it's it's unbelievable and believable from Queensland because Queensland do that shit, but it's an amazing win. And it's unbelievable and believable from New South Wales where you go, how the fuck do we lose that? But also, that's how we lose that. Completely like, That's a New South Wales thing. It's completely... Yeah. Mate, when the Simbin happened, my stomach stank. I just went, oh no, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like you just knew something was happening. Mm. And then Munster got the ball and floated. You just went, oh, God. Dude, he's like, when there he was floats, in the when air he starts the floating, dude, you're like, oh, no. He's floating. Well, he does floating. He, he does people out. Everyone just shits himself. Well, that's like, that's, how, can, how old's Munster, Dave? Was he 28, I think he is? Dave like, will come back. He's like 40. 
like he has got so much more origin football ahead yeah. of him yeah. and he knows he's the best guy in that arena. He might yeah. not be the best player there, but he's the best origin, origin player, player there. He's, that's all that matters. He's turning 29 this year. Oh, that's rank. God damn it. Jesus. Hey, they've just got players that seem to fucking gag for origin footy. Yep. Munster gags for it. The way uh, Reese Walsh was talking after the game and all these interviews, like dream come it. true. I was nervous all day. Just a dream come true. This is so you're just like no one's talking like that. I felt like crying here in Reese. They didn't even pick an absolute gagger in KP who loves it too. Well, Gus Gould was like Reese Walsh is your Queensland. Gagai, Gagai is like mediocre at Clubland. Has been for five years and then goes out in Origin and rips and tears. Gagai gags. He. Gags If he's in Maroon And they make The exact right decision The exact right time How though Guru Tell me how that, mate, I need an that's answer That's my question I don't know how I think it's a most It's a it's a more profound question To why are we here And where did we come from Or why rugby league wings jam in These are profound questions But none more profound The Why do Queenslanders Just get it they get And it. they turn out Incredible performances They don't play bad Ever. Like, at the start of the game, I don't know what I'm talking about, but people that do are like, geez, Hammer's in trouble. Geez, Hammer's going to get pounded. Geez, Valentine Holmes going to get pounded. We didn't do any pounding. There's no, no pounding. pounding. Zero pounding. Hammer was never in trouble. That, that was us grasping at straws. We, saw, we did the same thing two years ago when he went up against Turbo. He's going to get smacked. He, he handled Turbo well and truly. And, uh, and then we looked at uh, so many, and I said it before the game, so many people looked at the Hammer pick and went, he's not going to be able to handle our outside backs. Have you considered he's the fastest bloke on the field? Mm. Have you considered the fullback is the absolute best at getting at the outside shoulder of the three defender and creating space for the fastest guy on the field? Yeah. Like, it, sometimes even just the way we look at Origin is so backwards. So backwards. See, but I can't see that, though. No, I don't see I that. I don't okay. see that. I see vibe, and I vibe Hammer's in big, big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's my bias coming yes, through. Yes, absolutely. Do you think, though, that off the – like, obviously, we may not have the passion of Queensland – but is there, is there passion in how critical we are as a state? I feel like if something goes wrong, point. we fucking pile on yeah. quickly. And maybe to our detriment because then we end up chopping and changing. We've got this like absolute pool of riches from which to choose and none of them we seem, seem to, to do pick anything. the wrong thing. Like no disrespect to, to Pangai Jr. But like that now in hindsight, you go, that just seems like that was a weird emotional well, it, like gamble that he was sort of, as Freddie said. And Freddie like, came and said it during the week, it's a gamble. But Let me I, ask you this. Is it a gamble Queensland would have taken? No. No. If Ruben Cotter and TPJ were coming through the grades, who do you think New South Wales would have had their eye on? Yeah. Yeah. I said during the week, I guess a classic example, how many origins would Cam McInnes have played if he was a Queenslander? Yes, you did say that. And I'd, I was like, oh, you know what, dude? Guy with no tooth, like that's Queensland City, dude. Like they love that. A toothless and bloke he, who goes who hard, goes hard, goes super gets hard. Gets through his work. He's a job doer already. Well, he does a job. well, look, he's desperate. He's out of work. He's, and out he's of work. looking to do a job. Yeah, seek.com. And they seem to get that. They seem to identify blokes like that. Whereas and we're a bit more like Flash. We are, but like you look through the history of the last twenty years. Like we left out Jerbo at the start of last year. I'm just using manly examples to relate to you guys. Left out Chokwapmo. I appreciate you using that because I wouldn't relate to any other players. You yeah, but like, like leaving out Watmo was just yeah, that was mind-boggling. Yeah, it was. Queensland would have just gone sweet. Shout out to Watmo, and it goes back to the eighties. Like we used to, you know, the only guy that could compete with Wally Lewis in the Origin arena was Brett Kenny. We used to pick him at fucking centre. They reckon every single time they name it centre, Queensland would go, "Well, home. that was the only guy that could have beaten us." These idiots picked him at his second best position. 
just can't get it out of our own way. No, we can't. We can't get out of our own way. Only, only Phil really got it. Yeah, but Phil wants Mitchell Moses at half. Well, Phil's only lost one series, I think. Didn't he only lose one yeah, series? Yeah, he's got an incredible record. He's too Phil. old. Oh, not that he is too old. Maybe he's like, I'm too old. I, I, I think, I think <laughs> respectful, I think Twitter's been the worst thing to ever happen to Phil Gould. <laughs> I, think the, the, I think this current generation doesn't, like, that is one of the it greatest rugby him. league minds to ever exist. Yeah. And he can annoy us in commentary. He can take the piss out of us. He is a genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. I also love him on Twitter. Mm. I just want that. On I love it record. too. But for Brand no. Phil Gould, I'm just like, you like you should be remembered as a rugby league great. He's, he, he, he does a lot of like old man yells at Cloud on, on yeah, Twitter. He loves does. a Cloud. Yeah, dude. Goes after yeah, Cloud. And What's this bloody, I don't know how to, how to update my phone. Like, how do I get all my photos? And you're like, what? A lot of climate change rhetoric as well. Uh, if you could have, <laughs> so you're having dinner and you can invite three rugby league people. Minds. Yeah. Who do you have? Fucking question, Edward. Um, oh, it's tough. Um, I would probably have... Jack Gibson would be one. Yep. yep. Old super coach. Would you ask to wear his jacket? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm playing for keeps. Yeah, yeah, jacket. yeah. Jack, yeah. Hat, Jack in his jacket. Jack in, yeah, Jack in the jacket. Jack Gibson would definitely be one. Um, so the thing is with like so many, like Wayne Bennett, I'd love to have, but what's he going to say to me? He'll give me three words. Well, yeah, let's, let's, assume, let's assume no, that they're a little down. bit lubricated this up. This is guard down. This is guard down, no media. Your promise, Wayne you've signed an... Two Coca-Colas and he's ready to let oh, yeah, You've signed an NDA. Agree. You've signed an NDA and Everyone's he's feeling calm yeah. and comfortable. Wayne would be one. If I, if I could get unchained Wayne, yeah, I'm unchained taking Wayne. That. would be great. Um, to be honest with you, I would have said Matty Johns. But after we spent, well, after I spent some time with him the other yeah. day, it's like... You've already run shape. I've sort of, yeah. I you've done that now. You've ticked that box, you scratched that itch. But I still, like, like Matty obviously had a pretty big day that day. I would love to sit down with Matty. You know, you know what I would actually love to sit down with, and I heard him talking about it on your podcast, and I've heard Matty talk about it for years. The guy that taught him and Joey everything, Alan Bell. Yeah, mm. I think he would be so interesting, so interesting. And, just and, and Matty talks about him occasionally here and there. Yeah, and every time he does, Matty never gives any more details than the first time he ever spoke about Alan Bell. Yeah, and I think right. he does it on purpose. Yeah, when he started he talking, when he started talking about it on your pod, I was listening to you guys, and I was honestly, I was going, Tom and Eddie, you motherfuckers, ask more questions. Yeah, ask more questions. Do not let this go. Yeah, and then he moved on to something else. And I was like, fuck, that stinger. Because no one really like goes into it with him. You mean like yeah. with because uh, well, no one really knows who he is, right? Exactly no. right. Yeah, but okay. So we've got Jack Gibson, Wayne Bennett, and Alan Bell. Yeah, I, I'd seriously consider having that that Alan Bell there because I now it's going to be at your house. So like, is there a, is there a rugby league guru meal of choice that you're providing these guys? Uh, well, my origin meal since I was fourteen has been a bourbon and a crust pizza. <laughs> and I'm pretty damn consistent with that. So this year, when Jim Beam was actually on as a sponsor, yeah. my mates freaked out. That's so. They're good. like, "This is the best thing. This ever. is perfect. This is the peak." What do you get from crust? Uh, Perry Perry. Yeah. Good. Just yeah, good. No good, honest, yeah. good, honest rugby league food. Yeah. My, my, my best mate, I always get the Perry Perry and he's, he always gets something fucking weird with pear or some shit on it. I'm just like, just stick to what Just relax. Just. Yeah. Let's just keep proven winner. Here. Who do you, who, who do you respect? Who do you think, who do you respect most as a rugby league analyst at the moment in the current game? Matty. Matty. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Who's your all time favorite player? Freddie. Okay. You were a Roosters man growing up, weren't you? Well, I um, I, I knew you were going to go yeah, down this avenue. I was waiting for it to come. I oh, saw this oh. trap coming from my yeah, house. I left, I, left. I left it late. I left it late. So I 
pretty funny story actually. My my old man, when the SFS was built, nineteen eighty eight, they offered um they, they they were obviously selling memberships for the stadium, right? I think the membership back then was like two thousand dollars, something, which was ridiculous, mm. unbelievable money to go and watch football. Mm. My old man brought a passport, right? And and I'm sure at the time all of his mates were just like, "What are you doing? That's mm. crazy!" Blah blah blah. Turns out the day you sign up, you pay the same rate forever. Ah. Oh. So to this day, we we're paying an SFS membership on 1988 rates. Oh, that's jeez, epic. that's good. So my my dad was eyes up. Yeah. He was the king. Big time eyes, eyes up. up. Big time. Yeah. There you go. I should actually um, he's been the head greenskeeper at Moore Park for 30 years. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. It's funny, like, obviously, my younger brother, Josh, his son, obviously, um, loves you guys. Absolutely loves you. And my dad, you, you, you know, with your parents, like, the thing that you're into as kids, they just always think it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so he's yeah, always, yeah. He's always, he calls you guys the hello guys or something. <laughs> Josh listens to the bloody hello guys. And I remember talking to him a few months ago, and I said, oh, you know who Tom's dad is, right? He goes, oh, who's Tom's dad? <laughs> Billy Birmingham, he went, what? Yeah, there <laughs> and you it go. just clicked. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, just a new appreciation. All of a sudden, just wild. Old man was a greenskeeper as well. Was he? Where was the fucking Northbridge? Northbridge. Northbridge. Yeah, Yeah. he just, as he said, that he just basically smoked joints and rode around in a tractor all day. I don't know how much greenskeeping he did. (laughs) Oh, but he likes to talk a bit of shop though. He likes to talk. Yeah, no, he likes to talk. He likes to talk grass. Yeah, yeah, talk some grass. Well, he wasn't happy with the the state of the greens. No, he wasn't. My old man loves a green chart. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they should have fucking told us. They're yeah. fucking eat right. Yeah, place. yeah, that's it. He's like, you can't bloody put it. Bloody thing. The whole we didn't play thing. full pass, did we, Sheep? We didn't play full pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, some of those yarns on your podcast of your of your dad when you're playing golf are some of my favorite. Oh, favorites. mate, that was that was a fun day. A pure one. day. Yeah, yeah, it was. Still one of my favorite memories of all time. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely one of the great moments with Bill where he's like, yeah, gets in a fucking punch on with a twenty-year-old who deserved it. Don't worry, Dad was he was vindicated. But Eddie walked away from that, going, "All right, I see where Tom sort of gets." It. Sorry, but yeah, that's where I was at. So Dad had the membership for the SFS. So we grew up. I grew up going to every single game of the SFS, every single game. So it was always the Roosters games and the Souths games. Right, Souths sucked beyond belief, though. Obviously, during the early two thousands, yep. so that was always a really tough pill to swallow. But the Roosters were always fantastic and. Freddie was always the main guy, and you'll, you'll love this story. So I, I was a Brad Fittler fan, right? So I cheered on Freddie, and as he came to the back end of his career, retired the 2004 grand final, um, there'd been a guy in the reserve. Cause I don't, I don't, even back then, I'd watch the reserve grade team. I'd watch the under-20s. I'd watch it all on the day, right? Yep. And there was a guy in the reserve grade team who uh, who I really liked. He was a gun player. doing very. And I, it, it was my first could-be-anything. Okay. Right? I loved him. <laughs> and this story all link in, so... You two went, went to Scots, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So I went to Waverley, so just around the corner. So all Rooster fans there, right? All passionate Rooster fans. And Freddie retired, and then this guy that I really liked came into the Rooster side. About three or four years later, he moved to another club, right? It was Jamie Sowen. Oh. Right? So I had, you know, all my super coach names were sweet and soured, and I'd carry on a trait. Actually, I'll tell you a cracker. You'll love this. <laughs> you, know, you know when you're at the pub and you're in, like, the tab area and there's the um, track side? Like yes, the, the dribbliest form of gambling of all time. The best, right? <laughs> what year would this have been? This might have been 2014, 2015. I'm sitting at home, open my phone, and I don't know if, if I was following it or whatever, but I saw a thing from Trackside pop up. And, like, I'm a fiend for at 3 a.m., getting on the 6 or whatever on yeah. Trackside, just see how we go. Mm. Um, and this thing pops up, and it's like, it's a competition run by Trackside where you can win a New South Wales Blues jersey. You have to come up with 
name new names for the dogs that are on there. Mm. It's like it needs to be a rugby league player and the theme needs to be like, um, I think it was fruits and vegetables. So like come up with like a name that includes... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I think I came up with like soured grapes. Anyway, I won it, right? <laughs> so I get this random call from Trackside. They're like, hey, soured grapes won the competition, blah, blah, blah. Soured grapes is going to run on Trackside. This Saturday no at 7.15. So I, I, I get all my mates. I'm like, hey, we're going to the pub. We're, we're down at um, um, Churchill's and sitting there. And, you know, I, th- I, th- I think they run every two minutes. So the 7.13 race comes on, goes, and, I, and, you know, it's track size. So you've only got 90 seconds to put your bet on, right? So I'm sitting there with hundreds of dollars in cash waiting for my fucking race to come yeah. on, right? And Soured Grapes comes on. I think he was the nine in the first race. So he's at like 18 to one or something like that. So fucking... Feed it Runs like a busted But we're like Oh it was good you know, That was good fun Yeah Responsible next, of course Next race comes up Sour Grapes is there again And I've gone What's going on on here And what had happened is They told me It would be running Between 7.15 and 7.30 So I thought it would be running In one wow. of those races Turns out it was running In all of those races oh. Right And I, and turns out I thought I won it Turns out I was one of 12 winners Because the other 12 names Were also Punny names of rugby league. Oh, okay, so was, I okay. can't remember what the other ones were. Um, but anyway, so it loses the first race and then it comes up in the next race and I'm like, oh my God, I can't afford to do this for no, the next eight races, no. but I'm going to have to. I ran to the ATM because I was like, this is once in a lifetime. I can't miss out on winning this thing. I run to the ATM, I get my money out. By the time I get back to the machine, race two has already started. So I've missed that because I only had the 90 second window. Yeah. It doesn't win that. Race three comes up. I'll never forget, it was the number two. So I was wearing black and white stripes, white dog. Loaded up on it. Soured grapes one. Oh, fuck yeah. All my mates just erupted. <laughs> just about broke even. <laughs> yeah, I went yeah, so yeah, heavy yeah, on the yeah. first one and it came up with absolute duck eggs. That's funny. Soured grapes on trackside. That is about so The fact dribbling. that he was your first could be anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've spoken to him about it. Yeah, yeah. I think I enjoy it more than he does. Yeah, well, I care yeah, about sure. it more than he does. He yeah. also didn't give a shit about the trackside thing. No, look, I mean, maybe. Well, but I still like whenever I'm at the pub and I'm having dinner or anything, I always just keep an eye to see if sour grapes. Sour grapes. And I will flip a table to bet on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be there for that. <laughs> Is it still running? I've never seen it? it run since. But Surely as I said, not. if I do, I'm going to cause a riot. That's so funny. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask before you go was back to. Uh, like just basically how much rugby league you pound. What's the most amount of rugby league games you've watched in like a block? Like a weekend? Yeah. Uh, there would be weekends where I would watch, well, what, eight games of Is NRL? Eight, yeah, yeah. Eight games of NRL. Um, there would be weekends where on the Saturday I'll watch the New South Wales Cup game before that. And that morning I would have watched, uh, like my brother play, Mats or SG Ball. If he's playing Mats, I would have watched the SG Ball. If he's playing SG Ball, I would have watched the Mats. So, like, there can be a Saturday where I go, Harold Matts, SG Ball, New South Wales Cup, three games of footy. So, that's six games of footy on a Saturday I could consume. That's a big day. That's a huge day. Oh, it's a lot of footy. But then, like, yeah. as well, aren't you re-watching some mm. games? Like, Yeah, uh, not, not all of them. If it's a like, if it's a big game, like an important one. There's, there, right. To be honest, there's not too many club matches that I'll re-watch yeah. oh, okay, the entire good. thing, yeah, realistically. Right. Um, not working that hard. No, no way. No. <laughs> could be working harder. Yeah, could yeah, be working yeah. harder, without a doubt, yeah. But... Yeah, there, there would be weekends where, like, I, th- I think that weekend was a trial weekend. There might have been an all-stars game. Yeah. And so I think I might have pushed. Plus, my brother was playing Harold Matson SG Ball. Um, so, yeah, there's about 11. But as you said before, my brother is he's coming through the rooster system at the moment. Is he good? Is he? It could be anything? He's got the ability. 
Does he ask you what you think? Like, do no, you? fuck no, no, no. It's you just don't, you don't show him. You don't show him the bloody formula, mate. The yeah, equation. Yeah, you go, yeah. listen. You're missing a little bit of this. You sprinkle of this and a sprinkle I, of that. I, I, I've sat down with him like when he plays, and I've got some tapes of when he's playing, and give him my thoughts on it. But I, for, for like, it's the same as like if your dad tries to sit down and tell you something, you're just like, yeah, fuck off, man. Get lost. Yeah, get yeah, lost. Yeah. Are you um, still? Are you still uh, refing, coaching? Nah, sort of. Once, once Guru went full time, I had to. Because that was, the, like, if you want to include that in games I used to watch, I used to then coach a game on a Sunday as well. Oh, shit, there you yeah. go. Which was hectic. Like, it's just, it's too full on. And I, I think I cared more about it than they did, which was completely fair. <laughs> so I had to sort of <laughs> palm that off. Did you win a comp? Yeah, so I, I got my, my little cousin's team when they were, like, under 16s. It was like him. He, 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 he's a pretty handy footballer, but then all the others, like, they had hardly played footy. Mm. Um, like, it was it was bad when we started it was it was like a movie we were awful like yeah. shocking like they couldn't pass a ball to each other mm. nothing anyway as the season one we got better and better and we we're in a really low division down in Cronulla or something they managed to win that comp so that was exciting that was great. won it at Leichhardt Oval um we had a we, we had a really big boy Cam who was a legend of a kid real tough and he was sort of our entire team anyway I think just before halftime, he dislocated his shoulder. And all the boys were just sort of like, oh, shit. Whoops, We're in some yeah. curry. He's our Tommy Turbo. Our man, man. Uh, and, yeah, they managed to hold on in that grand final at Leichhardt Oval. Oh, so. my God. Famous nice. scene. Yeah, how, what was your halftime speech? Like, did you have something prepared or was it off the cuff? You had to like- no, I, I'm, I'm, I was, it was me and uh, my uncle that was coaching that. It, and it, it was more so his team. I, I, I was sort of just helping out here and there. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty – Calm and collected. Uh, he's not so much. So. Yeah, right. Nice. You could probably hear him from home <laughs> if you're listening carefully <laughs> enough. So. Love that. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love coaching. I really do. And I, w- I would have loved to have had an opportunity to coach guys that are like 100% serious about playing footy. I would have yeah. loved that. But once again, I, I wouldn't change what I'm doing for the world. Awesome. Mate, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great to yarn. Uh, we're obviously big fans of your work. It's been nice to get to know you in a more... F- personal sense as well outside of the uh the fast-paced world of sports content um but yeah mate appreciate it rugby league guru on instagram instagram tiktok, TikTok facebook, facebook me all that jazz love it good Beautiful. on you mate thanks bro. cheers boys cheers bro could you two just not talk anymore even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.